Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Episode 59. You know what? I miss penis. Are you a boner guy? What a (laughs) dick. What are you talking about? I'm the one who should apologize. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. It's showtime. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. W-A-D-P. Alex, that's when you do the W-A-D-P thing. I love that W-A-D-P. That's the stuff. When I saw Alex in Orlando, he's like, Carl, I listen to your show all the time. And then, you know, he doesn't do the W-A-D-P thing. I'm like, oh, okay. No, know. no, it's not even about that. Uh-huh. It's not even about that. I thought I, I, thought I was going to step on you. Okay, see, see, I'm not a... Uh, I have to admit this. I am a Patreon, a proud card-carrying Thank member. Thank you, sir. But I listen to the free bits on YouTube, and I think you post, <laughs> what, every other day or yeah. whatever, every Wednesday or so. When is it? When do you post on there? Uh, whenever I can, man. Whenever I get a chance to edit a video. I listen to that, Carl. No worries, buddy. I, mean, I, I just wanted to call yeah, you out yeah. real quick. I know it's not a good way to start a show. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, and we talk about this all the time. The, what do we? What's the stuttering John? The Dabbler verse. Yeah. Dude, the Dabbler verse has created a new ecosystem of content that is arguably some of the best content on the internet. It's kind of like the Brendan Schaub drama or the whatever yeah. you know, whatever internet drama. This is the top internet drama on the YouTube's right and now. And I want to tell you guys that mark the dates on your calendars because mm. it's pretty much confirmed at this point. February 3rd and 4th, we are going to have an entire Stuttering John weekend up here in Rochester, New York. The Uncle Rico Show combined with Who Are These Podcasts, combined with the Anthony Cumia Show, combined with Chrissy Mayer. It's going to be a stand-up comedy, live podcasting, and the first ever Dabby's Award Show. (laughs) All in one weekend, karaoke, a dabble battle. We're going to have it all. Yeah, probably like a, a dress like Sunday John contest. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be everything. But Carl, what the heck? So now all these other, all the other Dabbler podcasts are going to want to be a part of the Dabbler Con. I mean, right. you know, you spun off. Yeah, good so. point. And actually, I should mention Cardiff Electric. Of course, you have an invite. You could participate in this. I see him freaking out because he thinks he has the trademark. <laughs> Debbie Dabbler, you gotta get Debbie, Debbie Dabbler. Dabbler is the best. Dabbler's <laughs> yep. page on YouTube is some of the best edits on there. I watched all the videos just straight. You know, one day I think. Although I there's all the controversy videos. about Debbie Dabbler that she was ripping off one of the other creators. I know it was Stuck Joe Depot or one of the Dabbler's anonymous ones. There's the B Dabbler. There's a lot of these people are creating great content and now they're infighting it's a whole thing so i don't know if i want to be part of that yeah. i don't no, want to invite that to rochester what's the drama <laughs> come on the reality tv show of it that was the and we're going to talk about howard but that was the best years of howard is is listen you can say the years of the Artie and then yeah. the eric but then you know the only time he had a revival was when he was using brent hatley for the cuck stuff so True. it's like the reality tv you know them going on the trips that's why i we like the infighting i think the infighting is good all right everyone Everyone's welcome. <laughs> February 
forward. Let's all be here. We're going to have a great time. Hello, Rubber Dicks and Cuzaroos, and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show made exclusively for big booty Latinas. I'm your host, Carl. With me today, Bubba the Love Sponge's BFF. It's Alex Stein, ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, on the grind all the time. Yeah, straight welcome back. from uh, pr- Dallas, Texas. Welcome back to the show, Alex. Please go to whoarethese.com to get our email address, voicemail number, link to the subreddit, link to the Discord server, link to our merchandise, link to our YouTube channel, and that link to Patreon and Supercast featuring two exclusive bonus episodes every single month. And of course, you can watch the unedited show live or whenever you want on YouTube when you are a member on Supercast or Patreon. Also, we did have a post this week controversial post uh vic oh yeah yeah vic finally uh whipped him out for us mm-hmm. and to most people's delight other people got angry about it yeah well so hopefully vic will be on later to talk about that also we have scheduled <laughs> our next bonus show we're going to record it tuesday mm-hmm. with the great reverend bob levy yeah. and we're going through easy for you to say more of centering john's audio book so that'll be fun we incurred, oh, Buffalo, Buffalo. <laughs> the Isotopes are live at Flying Bison Brewing on Saturday, November 12th. We're playing from 6 to 9. There's no cover as far as I know. Come down theisotopes.com for more information, but we'd love to see all the WATPers come out and hang out with us at Flying Bison. It's always a good time when we come to Buffalo. Also, we encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and show over in the comment section today. We'll be reviewing a show called The Howard Stern Show. This was a suggestion from Alex Stein. We have both listened separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. Alex, you've already kind of teased this. You go way back with Howard Stern. You are a huge fan. Well, I mean, listen, like everybody else, I think, you know, they always have like the similar story when Howard was on top, when he was on the E! show. I mean, he was the best of the best. He was the king of all media. And I, I think if you like didn't watch Howard Stern, that was like kind of the um, you know, like, secret handshake. Like, do you like Stern? Do you like Stern? Like, that's how if somebody listened to Stern back then, you automatically knew they were cool. And, uh, you know, of course, just a long story short, through the Hardy years was great. Even the Stuttering John years. I mean, that was like on the E! show stuff. That's when I first found it. I'm obsessed with it. You know, I had the Sirius Satellite Radio. As a matter of fact, Carl, I was just going to say, I just, because of three months free, I just re-signed up to Sirius to kind of spy on Howard just because yeah. now I kind of want to see he's gone so bad, down so far downhill. Now I kind of want to spy on him and see what's going on because he's still not in studio. Is that correct? Like they said for uh, uh, Bruce Springsteen, he was going to go back in studio, but he didn't even go into studio for that, I, I don't believe. So this is what happened. Now, when the pandemic hit, March of 2020, Howard started broadcasting from home over Zoom, and it was bad. They were mm-hmm. not ready for this. They did not have the equipment in place. Howard, I think, was using his laptop microphone. It sounded terrible. It wasn't working. And for a few weeks, it was really amateur hour. So then they brought all this equipment to Howard's house and Robin's house and Gary's. And, of course, Howard had to wait five days for the virus to die on this equipment. Then he finally set it up. And then... It sounded better, but he's been doing his show for two well, and a half years. Well, you say all this equipment, Carl, but for the people playing at home, that's literally like an audio interface, XLR audio interface and a laptop. I mean, it is equipment, but, you know, really he is doing, still doing a Zoom show with just a little better plug-in for the, for the microphone. You know what, that what I else? don't... And, and the camera equipment? That I don't know. Yeah, they did set up camera equipment. It looks good. It looks like he's in a studio. They set it up in his basement. I think he's got a similar setup in Florida and in the Hamptons. Doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. The important thing mm. is last week... He says, I'm going to get Bruce Springsteen on the show. I've been trying to get Bruce forever. And Bruce says, well, if I'm going to come into the studio and play guitar and sing and play piano and sing, 
I need Howard to be in the studio. And Howard did not want to do that. But he decided, because it was a request from the boss, when the boss makes a request, he said, all right. So I listened to this episode that was last Monday, and I couldn't pull clips from it because the first two and a half hours of the show is Howard complaining about having to be a person in the world, which is so obnoxious. When him and Robin, these celebrities talk to each other about things no one can relate to, and it's the same conversation I've heard for the past 12 years. Howard's bitching about everything. Oh, my gosh, my limo was late, and then it takes two and a half hours to get into the city from the Hamptons, and then I get to my two-story apartment that's on the top floor of an amazing Manhattan Skyrise. That sucks. Like, everything sucks for this guy. It's so obnoxious to listen to. No one can relate to it. And everyone just goes, Howard, shut the fuck up, man. It's not that bad. Most people have it way worse. You realize that, right? I don't know. I was, I was getting annoyed no. with the whole thing. No, duh. And you know what annoys me even more is when Howard and Gary, whenever they would do like their fake bets, they'd be like, oh, a $20 bet. Like you're not like a multi-billionaire, like $20. Like Howard Cern even, you know, they're trying to like, you know, uh, appease the common man. man. You know, they want to seem like, you know, 20 bucks is a lot of money when they make their fake bets. So yeah, Howard's fake. I mean, what is it? He's a fake Italian, he's always said. And then like, you know, he even said, I think he said that he's half Jewish. Yeah, his daughter's like Orthodox Jews. Like he's just, I mean, he just doesn't, you know, he's just a phony. He's just fake, whatever. Which whatever what, used to be the op, used to be yeah. the reason why we loved Howard's because he wasn't a phony. And that was like yeah. the whole basis of his movie and his first book because I was the first guy to go on radio and just be real. And I was just a real person. I didn't put on an act. I just said what I wanted to say and told him about my life. And he's gone so far from that now that it's like, uh, what happened to this guy? And the worst part. Not the interview with Bruce Springsteen where he's kissing Bruce's ass and everything Bruce has ever done is crying. the greatest he's thing. He's crying in the interview. Crying. Did you see him? He's like getting teared up. So moved by the music. He's crying during it. I'm not a big Bruce guy, so I don't get it. I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay, whatever. What's the Bruce call? You're an artist. I mean, you're look, you're a musician. Why do they all love Bruce so much? Is that just a New Jersey East Coast thing? Because in Texas, he doesn't have the same... Right. Vibes. Like, they, we don't care about it like that. The problem is with Bruce Springsteen, now that you ask me, Alex, when he plays live. Now, I know Bruce, legendary live performer, three hour long shows. He, there's no intermission. It just goes and goes and goes. But there's eight people on stage strumming the same chord. You don't need your wife in the band. You don't need three more guitarists in the band. Like, no one's adding anything. Bruce doesn't need to be playing guitar. It's, it's too much. It pisses me off. I also hate saxophone. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, too. All right, so one of the problems with Howard Stern's transition into his old man Stern phase is he went from gay people on the show that were girls to gay people on the show that were guys. And that's kind <laughs> of the problem for his audience is that we like lesbians more so than gay guys. And so what I wanted to highlight is Howard went into the studio on that Monday for Bruce Springsteen, but then on Wednesday, he did not go into the studio. Okay. And they decided to extend Cocktober. Now, if you aren't familiar with this, recently, I think definitely way after Artie Lang left the show, Artie would not have put up with this, they started this no. thing called Cocktober, where in the month of October, they just did a bunch of gay stuff on the air. And you know, Richard Christie obviously leaded the charge here. But this is how his show starts off on Wednesday. 
On today's show, the Stern Show celebrates Cocktober. Oh, I love Cocktober. Just give it to me all over my face. As resident cock lovers and writer-producers Richard and Sal compete in the first-ever Dick Catalog. Spit on your cock. Make it real wet. My cock is my life. Only on the Howard Stern Show. Cocktober forever. Is this supposed to be funny? What's going on here? What am, what am I listening to? <laughs> I mean, what are we listening to? And and this started with before October, where they would have Sal put M and M's in his pouch. You yeah, know, that was a contest. How many M and M's could he fit into uh, his pouch? He's uncircumcised. Yeah. So before this whole bit, where it was like a month long of like you know gay sexual innuendo stuff. He would make Richard and Sal do gay stuff for for me. And the, the reason why we're doing this episode for the people playing at home, like, why is Alex even on here? Because I stopped Carl. I'm like, Carl, you know Howard Stern is a closeted homosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't right. even want to sound like I'm anti-gay. And then Carl's like, no, I don't believe we you. We had this conversation about him and Ralph yeah. and their whole relationship. Yeah, and, and, and Carl says no, but this is why, too. And I just was looking at another clip. Uh Howard Stern, well, this, and I was, I, I can pull this up, I actually have it saved. If you saw in the lie detector test that they had for Ralph, he failed it multiple times for being gay. You remember that, Carl, though, right? Yeah, I do, but th- I thought that was a bit. Didn't that seem like a bit to you, Alex? I don't know. Because if they just, like, shut I that mean, down once and for all, they're like, well, he's a heterosexual man, let's stop talking about it. That would ruin that ongoing bit that they have. But it's hard to tell what's real and what's not real, because everything's not real anymore on this show. But it, you, there used to be some real elements The show's it. become fake, but, but yeah. that seemed like when they do that lie detector test, what's his name? Uh, Ed, Ed, whatever his name, I can't think of his yeah, last name. Yeah, I know name. you're like, talking about. He's great. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's at least that guy thought it was real. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't right, real. Let's hey, run I, with your premise okay. today okay. because okay. Howard Stern starts off the show. As soon as he gets on the mic, he talks about how pumped he is for this decathlon that we're about to hear. Decathlon. Yeah, I'm excited today about the Dick Cathalon. Uh, we are officially extending October into October, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I was just going over the day's events. We're treating this as a very serious thing. You'll see, Robin, we're going to have a lot of cameramen. We're going to treat it like an NFL sporting event. They're going to treat it like an NFL uh, sporting event? You mean football game? Is that what you're looking for there? I'm a, a sports fan. That's but. the gayest thing you could have done, girl. You didn't even know football game. You know, one of those sports games that they televise (laughs) NFL broadcast. You can't even say football game. I mean, what's interesting about this whole thing. And have you listened to this episode, Alex? Is this new to you? Yeah, no, it's new, but I okay, uh, I listened to parts. I haven't listened to the whole October thing, but I listened to some parts of it. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to present go to you is all the buildup for this, because there's 45 okay. minutes of buildup, and then there's 45 minutes of payoff. And everything that we're, they're going to do requires a visual element. You know, they're, they're, they're playing golf with their penises and stuff, and... When they're doing it on the radio, you have no idea what's going on. Everyone's just yelling and laughing and nothing. So he says right there, we got all these cameramen. We've been planning this for months. There's been meetings. They had a rehearsal. There's all this stuff going into it. I went on the Sirius app. There's 17 videos from the Bruce Springsteen interview. There's 20 from the recent Conan O'Brien interview. There's one video 
of this whole decathlon. So they, they build this whole thing up, but then they realize, like, this is terrible. Nobody wants to watch Sal and Richard be naked and do these things. It's- well, and Carl, remember when they went to Sirius, there was some weird thing where they couldn't put the Sibion, the, the Sibion machine couldn't be inserted. They had to sit on it. Right. So it's like, do you think there's, there's probably is some sort of weird serious stuff now where like they can't be so sexual. I, I'm just guessing this. I can be totally wrong. Maybe they can rub their dicks on each other all day long, but maybe there's some human resources stuff where they can't basically have gay sex in the studio. Or, you know, I don't know. I, I could be wrong. You know, maybe there is a limit because you know, the original bit was Howard Stern where, where they had a, uh, uh, supposedly it went viral where the person said, Oh, they're playing the penis uh, the piano with their penis. And it yeah. was just a bit, you know, nobody sure. was, they were just regularly playing the piano and people were calling in like, there's a guy playing the piano with his penis. And so that's where they got the idea of like doing the radio. Hacks Which is gimmicks. funny. Yeah. Playing the yeah. piano with your penis. Of course is always, <laughs> that's a good gag. <laughs> if you could do yeah. that. All right. So then <laughs> let's talk about some of the things, some of the shenanigans that will be going on. You know, medicated Pete, obviously. Of course, duh, and, yes. By the way, I realized something today as I was pulling clips from the show. So Medicated Pete started as an intern on the show, and they hired him because he has a speech impediment. And then he became a whack packer. He's literally stuttering John. He's the next stuttering John is Medicated Pete. But Medicated Pete is still interesting, so this is uh, what they do with him. So, now, um, yesterday when we left, we were talking about how Pete was going to get mic'd up. Yeah. Uh, did he did he manage to yes. put the mic on himself? Not only did he put the mic around his penis, but uh, it worked out so <laughs> well that uh, I've actually switched my plan. He's not only going to sing the opening ceremony, he's going to speak to us while his penis is serving as a microphone that we can have <laughs> an actual conversation with him. So, so medicated Pete, who's not right, is also naked, but they have the microphone on his penis, so he has to bend down like he's sucking his own dick in order to talk into it. Great That's bit. abuse. They have a, <laughs> literally like a mentally ill person. They're they're making them do sexual stuff. Yeah, what's HR like, think of that? Hundreds of millions of dollars, and this guy's making like thirty grand a year if he's lucky. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to call that out because the shit they used to do with Wendy, the slow adult, or Wendy the retired, whatever you want to call her. Was all that same type of thing, and I applauded it all the way along. Well, so. Gary the retard, when they put him into space without him knowing. They, I mean, I love it too. Without I mean, him knowing. Yeah, yeah, but but I don't know. But they're dick. I mean, this girl, this is pretty bad. I never saw when they never had Wendy spread her butthole. They That's never true. Had that, or her boobs. That's like, true. But they have both Sal and Richard spread their buttholes all over the place all on this day, episode. Every episode. Yeah. So let's hear some uh, Cockvember stingers. There's a lot of production. Remember, the Howard Stern Show, even though it's on three days a week, 17 weeks a year, or something like that, for some reason, it's a staff of 80 people producing this show. So there's a lot of production going on. So anyway, uh, Cockvember, welcome. Cockvember. Two more inches of cock stretching into November. Yeah, we love Cockvember. It's... Uh, Exciting. So really, it is going to be a great event. It's literally turning into like one of those morning zoo shows. I'm, I'm waiting for them to be like, all right, we're back for Cockvember. Oh. Is Fred dropping? Is he, is he the one that is dropping the yeah. sounds or is that Howard? Okay, so I that's think it's still Fred. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of production, a lot of wacky noises, a lot of boner sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Boing. Do we have that on our boards, Chris? Oh shit. <laughs> right, right note down. How do we not have boner sound effects? What are we doing wrong? Then they talk about Michael Rappaport's gonna be coming on the show to do a bit as well. Michael Rappaport is gonna be spanking Richard. 
<laughs> and he hopes to hit him so hard that the little zits on um, on Richard's ass actually pop. Ooh. And uh, yeah. And Richard said he could get sexually aroused and he might come on uh, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> so it could be very, very intense. So we don't know. We don't action. know what's going to A lot of action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's my question to you, Alex, because as I'm listening to this, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to hear any of this. Have I outgrown this or is this way stupider than it used to be? Oh, it's way dumber. No, they totally devolved. To, to the, I mean, it doesn't even make sense what they're like. I guess you can say some comedy is formulaic, like you know, uh, making being sarcastic or making like something absurd. Goofy guy stuttering, John. Yeah, form, formulaic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, but I don't even know what this is. Just to be extra gay, and then like what they, they because he tries to appeal to the truck driver, the guy Johnny Longhall in the truck, listening yeah. to it on satellite radio. Like they don't. Uh, like they don't love gay content, no. gay radio. So I don't know who he's. What, I have what, a theory. What their ideas. I have a theory, Alex. I think that Howard's trying to make up for all of the lesbian stuff he did all over all these years, and exploiting strippers. Like you know what I used to enjoy on the Howard Stern show was Lord of the Anal Ring Toss. Now that's that a game. That was the best. That's a great that game. Porn stars with radio poles gun? in their asses and Artie Leg chucking rings at them. That's a fun game. <laughs> and that was one of the first gimmicks they did when they went to satellite radio to try to, uh, you know, blow it up. I'm just blanking. What's the What's the radio gun girl's name though? Uh, oh, Mo- Monique. Uh, yeah, Monique said it the best, though. She said it best, in my opinion. Like, Howard wasn't even that into lesbians, she doesn't even think. Yeah. And then he was just doing it because the audience liked it. It was edgy. And so that's what I think he's trying to do now. He doesn't even know what his audience wants. He just thinks this is, like, super edgy. Like, oh, it's so funny. Let's be gay. It's, it's just <laughs> yeah. so out of touch. But, yeah, you know what? That's a good point, Alex, because he wants to be this woke guy. And I have some examples. He's so woke. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But he's actually exploiting gay guys because, like, isn't this funny? These guys are so gay. They want cocks in their mouth. I was like, well, actually, that's kind of like rude to gay people to think that's funny, <laughs> right? A thousand percent. This is gay bashing. Like, no one thought making... lesbians were funny. We just thought it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. And making straight men, quote unquote, straight, even though, you know, Sal and Richard, who knows? There isn't something weird going on forever. They're like always in that office. And there's there's definitely something there. And I would say I say that to their face. I bet, come on, y'all have some sort of weird thing. But to make them do something for, you know, like you said, an overproduced show that they have 80 employees for a show that they do like 40 times a year now. These guys are do, will do anything, Carl, to keep their job. Like spread their butthole. I mean, anything. Yeah. It doesn't well, matter. Defile themselves. It's not just that, Alex. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to say this. I am the biggest Richard Christie fan. There was a bit on the Monday show. Yeah. I would have brought it here, but it's just oh, it's a longer bit. And it's just Sal's really funny. funny too. Sounds well, great, I too. Say Sal's hilarious, too. Yeah, sorry. No, Richard had this bit where he called it. It was Halloween, so... He calls into this religious show, and he's like, I got a Bible from 4,000 B.C. Can I read it to you? And he opens it up, and he starts reading it in Latin. And it turns out it's like this satanic cult book that summons demons. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's like a demon on the phone, and the guys are trying to get the demon. It was hilarious. I don't know if it's contrived or what's going on. But I love Richard. I love Sal. I love their antics. Uh, there's a lot of people on the show I really enjoy. Mamet. I think a lot of these guys, though, they just want airtime no matter what it is. Like, well, will you get naked and rub Sal's cock? If I can be on the air, sure, because it's funny. It's funny to rub Sal's cock with my mouth and my tongue. It's hilarious. Yeah, but do you think people even care about Howard airtime anymore? I mean, there was a day, there yeah. was a time and day where if a comedian went on, well, no, they care because it is the staff big does. airways. But- yeah. Okay, well, there was a time when a, if a person, you know, a comedian said, oh, I'm on the Howard Stern show, they would just sell out every weekend, whatever weekend they announced. 
on the show, but I don't think he has that pull anymore. So I guess you're, you're talking about the staff just wants it because they want to be, you know, on there and seem like a team contributor. That's why they want to be. Alex, when's the know, last time he so had then? a comedian on his show? Uh, Winnie Cummings the other day, right? I mean, she okay. sucks. I mean, she's not even the key. And, <laughs> okay. and then he has on, what's that other one? Schumer? Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Yeah. I mean, he's the, the worst comedians ever. It's yeah. like, give me, he would he would never have Shane Gillis on or right. Rogan. Or, I yeah, mean, I mean, he used to have Dave Chappelle on the show. He used to have Mitch Hedberg on the show. David Tell. Guys that you want, comedians you wanted to hear on a radio show, cracking wise at the news. There's none of that anymore. So yeah, it's never, it's not a it's not a venue for comedians to go and be discovered like it once was. Bob Schimmel was a great example of a guy who was yeah, hilarious. But, you know, and Bob and, and and Bob Schimmel he had his daughter on. I was just yep. listening to an old episode. No, those, those are classic episodes. But he can't even create classic radio. I don't know the last time he had. Uh, quote unquote viral video from like a cool interview he did. You know, some of that Bruce Springsteen stuff because I just watched it. I saw it on social media. But, you know, the, he would always ask, you know, did you do anal? Always, you know, those gimmicky questions and then it would go viral. It's like, oh, he asked Scarlett Johansson if she did anal with who so and so. I don't remember the last time he's had one of those type of interviews. No. And the only time he's ever going viral, he's always trending on Twitter, but it's the dumbest shit. He must have a, a crazy PR team behind him. He's like, Howard says he's going to run for president. It's like, well, he's done this gimmick a thousand times. I, he's not running for president. Uh, we, we know that, right? That's that, that's trending. Okay. Our Howard makes fun of Kyrie Irving or Howard right. makes fun of uh, Kanye West. It's never. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Howard yeah. thinks Elon Musk is an asshole. Yeah, we know. Okay. We got it. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, <laughs> How we're talking about, he's been briefed on everything that's going to go on here. He knows what's what's going on on the show today. I'll explain it. I'm, I'm, I'm clear on what we're doing. It's each each event and how much time the contestants have, the the cock athletes. So it's the going to be pretty cock great. Cock athletes. Cock, cock <laughs> athletes. And uh, it's going to be great. But big dick catalog. Yeah, you got a great cock. I like the cock athletes. What's funny enough for Robert to be like, whoa, yeah. who wrote that one? Wow. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> All right. So let's hear about Dick these events. Cathalon? I yeah. mean, come on. These are Dick Cathalon. These are not. These the... are not good puns. This is, uh, mm-hmm. these are some of the events in the Dick Cathalon here. The first event is going to be the cock fishing where his penis turns into a pole and, and Sal's buttocks will be a pond <laughs> and he'll fish out of it. And then you got the... Uh, Let me just pause it real quick. Literally gay butt sex is the first event. Yeah, the first one. This is great. Watch this. Uh, he's going to put his penis in the guy's butthole. Oh, that's just gay sex, Howard. That's what you're describing. That's, not yeah. a, that's a bit now? Okay. All right. Cool. And then you got the uh, Taekwondo dong, which of course ah, is where the guys... that was the event I couldn't remember. Yes. Taekwondo dong. Taekwondo dong, which is really going to be exciting because... Uh, um, Gary and JD are going to hold uncooked spaghetti, and the the guys are going to see how much spaghetti they can chop through. All right, so those are the first two with events. their penis. Oh, I see. Yeah. So they're going to hold spaghetti, and they're going to try to use their penis as like a you know like a chopper. Like, like oh the my god! Principal uncertainty says, "Howard, just suck a dick. No one cares anymore. Just get it over <laughs> with." I know, dude. And, and honestly, like him and Beth, and Beth is beautiful woman, but there's something weird about Beth too. Did you ever hear those rumors that like she was like a high class call girl? Did you ever hear that rumor, Carl? No, I didn't. But I'm really glad that I'm going to get sued for this being on my show. No, please no, tell us, Alex. Be, no, 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 that's not true. That's all rumor in your window. But but she was with some. 
Who was the famous actor that she was with before Howard? Remember, there was some actor yeah. that she was with. Uh, he was like on Broadway or something. But long story short, supposedly that like you know she was. Um, I don't even want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for showing that one. <laughs> Mail for order bride type situation. We're teaser. Uh, we're trying we're to keep some yeah, friends teaser. around here. Let's. Uh, <laughs> God damn. The last thing I need to see is a letter in the mail from Marcy Turk. That would not be good. I don't want anything to you do know, with that. You, you think, and honestly, we talk about it all the time. Marcy ruined the show, but Howard ruined the show himself by hiring Marcy. Like, it's not her fault for being whatever. Uh, no, what, what was the book that, that they read? Getting that, Things that, Done. Yeah, Getting Things Done. Wow, yeah, that changed yeah. the whole show. All right, so, so these cock athletes are at it with this decathlon. And Howard's going to bring in the guys. He's going to bring in Sal and Richard and talk to him about how this is going to go down. He's got some important questions to ask him about these events. By the way, did you guys clean your assholes last night for the fishing event? Or did you guys purposely try to undermine your opponent (laughs) by uh, not cleaning it? That's the question we all wanted to know, obviously. How clean is your asshole, Richard Christie? (laughs) Please answer the question. All right. So uh, there was a rehearsal for this. Richard, at any point during rehearsal, did Sal slip and did his penis kind of almost like go into your asshole? Oh, there many times. That's going to happen a lot, Howard. It's funny. Well, I don't think it's funny. Hey, did you guys have gay sex yesterday during the rehearsal? Oh, yeah. (laughs) A bunch. Good one. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's well, a pretty good joke. And did you listen to the drop they played, Carl? They played an Alex Jones That was drop. my job. I put, the, a, I put that on oh, there. That was your job. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. just saying, okay, that was good. Well, he loves to do the, the Alex Jones gimmick where they have, you know, he has like the cardboard cutout. Hilarious. But why don't Howard have Alex Jones on your show? He would go on your show. That would be like a viral clip. He did have Alex on his show. He did. Years ago. Yes. Years ago. Many years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah, but that's totally different. That Alex Jones went on The View years ago. That was before he was canceled. I'm talking about now. He still does Alex Jones bits. Can you imagine if you were really edgy Howard and you were the king of all media or whatever? Why not have the gun and say, hey, I didn't like what you did with Sandy or yada, yada, yada. But no, he would never. He would never do no. that. He just would have like the cardboard cut out. That but that's what that's the kind of happen. interview and journalism that Howard could do that a serious journalism couldn't. Like I think there was an old clip I was watching where they're talking about when Anthony Weiner went through his sex scandal, and how Howard was like, "Yeah, I would like to have him on the show because that would be a better interview than like a gotcha interview from some ABC person where it's all serious. It would be funny to hear Howard do kind of an intense interview." But in a funny way, but we, we don't get that anymore. No, I don't think he's capable of that anymore, to be honest with you, because yeah. Howard's big thing is like he brings Bruce Springsteen on and his first question it, pretty much out of the gate is like, now, did you have a bad relationship with your father? And did that lead to this unique talent that you have and your creativity? It's like, no, Howard, you're explaining you again. He always talks to people <laughs> about him. You know, he's like, oh, so what yeah. about your mom? Is she almost dead? Do you go visit her and it's annoying? Like, no, Howard, that's that's you. That's what you do. <laughs> but Carl, the last thing we gotta talk about is dad. And then you said, Oh, Alex, why do you think he's gay? Well, his dad in in private parts in every movie, his dad is described as Ray Stern bald as a you know, as a doorknob. Yet Howard Stern has locks and jet black hair at nearly 65 years old. I just don't believe it. I mean, and they say it gets you know, it's hereditary from your mom's side. That's a wig that Howard has. And then, you know, guess who is his hairstylist for all the years? I thought Ralph was his, just a stylist, but you were telling me he's his hairstylist as well. 
Yeah, I gotta find the hairstyle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never seen anything like. Let me find it real quick. So I, I think that more. Howard's actually sixty-eight at this point. I mean, he's over sixty-five at this point. And um, yeah, sixty-eight. Yeah. If you listen to Mo on Radio Gunk, she has said, and she says this with authority. So, for whatever reason, she believes this to be true. Howard doesn't have a wig; he has a hair system. So it's one of these yeah, things yeah, where this. they transplant hair, and so you know it makes it so it still grows and stuff, but it's not your real hair. I don't know. This is this is yeah, what they no, think. it's yeah, it's whatever they call that where it's like a weave or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a hair system. He has some hair probably on the side, and then it's extensions, hair extensions. I'm just saying that's not his natural hair. No. He's cheating. He he's says it is. The he insists it is. He it's not. It. He, he insists that he doesn't use any hair dye. I'm a young man. I have gray hair. Like I mean, what? The, I have gray pubes. I'm in my thirties. That's 30s. true. He's I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was naked the whole time i'm just saying it's just it's just he's such a liar he can't even tell the truth about something that's innocuous that we all know what the truth is so you can extrapolate that lie to his whole thing being a gimmick even his sexuality i feel like so all right so we've heard about two of the events on this so far what's the decathlon dick fishing well no a dick fishing was number is it decathlon so the dick fishing was one the second one was that spaghetti thing which they call oh, Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Yeah. So you got to break this. Uh, I almost said biscotti. You got to break the spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, seven? What are you, seven? You're saying biscotti. Uh, so, what's the third event? Let me just m- mention the third event real quickly because we're going to get to it in a minute. But um, the penis golfing uh, event. That's the one I'm most excited about because I think golf is a very difficult sport. I've tried it. I'm good at a big drive, but then when it comes to the, you know, the small he little did one putts, drive. He I know did one it's drive. difficult. It's... Guys, well, how does I, that's gotta be a bit too, right? Where he says he's good at golf. That's such a bit. He did one <laughs> okay, drive. Yeah. And he acts like he's tired once. See, so, he came so in so one morning, he's just like, guys, I'm really good at golf. It's easy. And he got everyone on the staff pissed <laughs> off at him over that. Yeah, yeah it's difficult. Guys. Well, how does it work um, now? Well, how's it going to go first? Uh, Richard, are you going to be the hole and Sal is going to use his penis as a golf club or is it going to be reverse? Uh, we're both going to do that. We're go- we take turns. Like first I'll be on my back with my legs way up in the air. You'll see me gaping. And then Sal is going to use his dick to hit a golf ball across a table and hopefully hit right into my asshole. That's fascinating. Please go on. So this is the one that Howard's looking forward to the most penis golf mm-hmm. where they try to use their penis to hit a ball into the other guy's butthole. Okay. <laughs> Producer Chris is so put off right now. <laughs> well, I'm just even trying to imagine it. So they're sitting at a table and they're like doing like a shimmy, I guess. And no. then his butt- this is the one thing they put on the Sirius XM app. So I was able to watch this event and basically he's down. They're down in all fours, like in push-up position because they're not allowed to use their hands and they just have to, like whip their penis into the ball. Oh my god! And then and then Richard has his legs up. He's yeah. like spread eagle with his butthole open, spreading his butthole open. Yes, pretty hot, right? I mean, dude, all <laughs> just to get on the air on again, Howard's air. I, I mean, love Richard Christie. I think he's hilarious. I, if they do the Jacket Rod podcast someday, I'm I'm all in. That's that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. But I do not like the term that. Richard uses to talk about Sal's penis, which is uncircumcised. And that's another one where Sal has kind of an advantage because he's got all that four, you know, foreskin dick meat that acts as a putter. Ugh, dick meat? You see all that dick meat? Dick meat. They're supposedly friends. They're talking about each other's dick meat. 
Uh, and Sal always like the and 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 Sal who's hilarious he always like the most hardcore porn you know he'd always talk about how he like German like you know rape piss porn like there's just something weird about he hates women Sal there's something very devious about uh, old Sal seems that uh, way seems that way and his dad and I love Sal too you know his dad had another brother you know Sal had another brother with a different family that his dad got pregnant. Did you know that, Carl? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that whole saga. Yes. Yeah, he worked at, and the kid, his brother actually committed suicide. And that was like, you know, he found out at the pizzeria. Let's but keep, my let's point keep is, it light. Let's keep it light today, Alex. I, well, I know. I'm talking about the serious stuff. I'm a stern <laughs> nut. And we got to talk about the dark side of the Howard Stern show. <laughs> but but what I'm trying to get to is that, that uh, who's Sal's dad, who's still, I think now they have him on the show more now uh, than ever, I believe. You know, abused him by making him work in that pizza parlor like crazy. Sales dad is a character. Sales dad claims that he invented putting toppings on pizza. He claims that nobody uh-huh. decided to put something on top of the cheese before he did it. He invented that. I know. I agree. I think he did. No, I think he's, that's the one thing I believe. I believe that conspiracy. That's the one thing yeah. you believe? I, I believe that one yeah. 100%. The Sal couldn't make that up. He's too good of a guy. All right. So now that was all the first segment of the show. Talking about in a few segments, we're going to get to this decathlon. So now fast forward. Now that they've described everything that's going to happen. Let's actually hear it take place. And it starts with, now, Howard did not go into the studio for this show. I'm not, I wouldn't have either, but <laughs> just, just saying. But Howard is watching this from his monitor, from his basement. And so they finally put on the screen what's going on. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, this is unbelievable what I'm seeing, and I'll try to, Robin, I'll try to describe to people. Yes, go ahead. Kill yourself. Do, do uh, this justice. I'm standing, uh, I'm staring at a very naked, medicated Pete. How are you, Pete? Very naked. You, very naked. Pete. And uh, Pete, just say good morning to everybody so they know you're here. Good morning, everybody. What's <laughs> up? So if you're just listening to this, these guys are all going nuts. It's so fun. Oh, look at Medicated P has a microphone on his cock, and they're all naked. And that's so funny. Like none of this, what you're describing, sounds funny. Yeah. I, no, he's going to over to sing to his dick. Like, I mean, I guess that's kind of funny. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, I, you know, it, it, what I guess my point is, they're in a boardroom talking about all this. All of this stuff is scripted. They've Correct. like thought about this yeah. heavily produced. How do they think? Oh, that'll be so funny. We'll like medicated Pete sing to his penis. Like this just is just gimmicks for you know kids. Basically, it's like a kids' radio show. I, I wrote that down, Alex, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is literally what an edgy 12 year old would come up with. With like, oh, and then what if we like the his the microphone's on his penis and he's naked and he has to sing into his penis? Like, yeah, it's pretty edgy there, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty good. Let's do that. That, that, that's exactly what it is. And, it, it, and and I keep on going back to the, you know, Eric, the actor days where there's like, he was like mad at Richard Christie. So he wanted Richard Christie to have to have gay sex with Sal. There's some, I forget what the thing was. It's like, if you saw I'll, you know, I'll do this if you do that. So my point is there's this weird thing where like, they want them to have sex that, that power and control of, of making Richard do this gay sex stuff. Oh. There's just, well, that segues really... very nicely into my next clip, because if you want to talk about some gay stuff, this might be gayer than gay sex right here. I'm also staring at Richard and Sal, who are joined uh, at the penis. 
by one. What do you call those things, boys? What is that? It's a toilet paper roll, but we're docking. We're basically docking. We're, right. Our penises yeah. are touching each other, which is very <laughs> oh weird. Oh, dear. Isn't that funny? My penis is touching his penis at the tip. Hilarious. Good joke, guys. So then they had to bring in Chris Wilding. Now, Chris Wilding is the gay guy on the show. And Chris Wilding's had some really good bits. I've enjoyed him over the years. But they've kind of transformed him into a one-dimensional, like, he's just gay guy who has gay sex and talks about gay stuff. Now, everything that we're describing here with medicated Pete having a, a mic on his cock and Richard and Sale having a, a toilet paper roll, connecting their penises, none of this would be appealing to an actual gay man. This is all for a bit, and it's just ludicrous. But Chris Wilding is going to play into it and say how hot this all is. And yeah. then uh, Chris Wilding yeah. is there. He insisted. Uh, Chris has never been in, in the office without a, ma- a mask on. <laughs> wow. And today he just said, fuck it. This, you know, for me, is like the Bruce Springsteen interview. I want to be near cock. I want to be involved. Is that right, Chris? It's Mine exactly is you. right. And, you know, I always said... I'm probably going to catch COVID eventually, but I don't want it to be in a stupid way. And uh, right. I'm really throwing that out the window yes. today. Right, right. So we're supposed to believe that Chris Wilding, who is a legitimate gay man, is excited to see Richard Sale and medicated Pete be naked and do stuff with their penises. I, that's ins- again, insulting the gay people. Oh, my. <laughs> right. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? That's how gay people act. They're not just like, any cock and balls. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe yeah, let me see any random dick. I just want to see it. I mean, it, it's kind of like how the trans community is making fun of women in a way. This is making fun of gay men. I mean, yeah, by it's saying weird. all the gay stereotype, it's, 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 it's just like being a walking, talking stereotype of what a quote-unquote gay person is. You're going to love this, Alex, because, again, you go way back with the Stern Show, as do I. And if you remember, Medicated Pete, he was an intern when they first brought him on the air, they were goofing because he couldn't talk and he's quirky and he's got OCD and all these things going on. And then one day, this might have been after his internship, I don't even remember. One day they bring him on to sing karaoke and it turns out he sang Purple Rain very well. Yeah, he got, yeah. He got emotional, he got into it, he hit all the notes. I was like, whoa, what's all this about? So, of course, they're going back to this well. Alex, this he's is from- still singing Purple Rain. <laughs> November no, 2022. No, he's singing Purple Rain. So they decide they're gonna they're gonna kick off the decathlon by having medicated Pete sing Purple Vein. And now to open up the ceremony singing out of his penis. I kinda like this. I kinda like this. The incredible medicated Pete. And purple vein. Purple vein, everybody. And the medical So he goes through and sings that whole song. It's not even like a parody. He just sings Purple Rain, but he's like bending down towards his penis. I guess I'm supposed to think that's funny because people are laughing. Yeah. Must be really funny. You could be laughing more often, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great show. WTP, we have a good time. All right, so now. (laughs) W-A-T-P. There it is. Pop that into post. Thank you. Now what you're going to hear is. The gay fishing starts. All right, so I'm going to leave it to you to count the amount of fish that Sal gets out of Richard's asshole. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. All right, this is our first <laughs> October event. Uh, the set looks like a gay porno movie. 
Howard, um, can I just say this is unequivocally the gayest thing I've ever been a part of in my life. And I, I fuck men. Like, this is right. crazy. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's wild, right? This is, is, it, it is like this a, gayer than the Andy Cohen channel? Oh, my God. It makes the Andy Cohen channel look like uh, outlaw country. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if that's the goal, to be the gayest thing on Sirius XM, nailed mm. it. Got that going for you. I like uh, Japanese fart enthusiast says, Opie finally has a better radio show than Howard. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right about that. Opie in his car is probably better than <laughs> yeah. having to hear this. You might I be mean. right about that. So they're really proud of themselves with how gay everything is. And uh, this is what this is just great radio right here, Alex. This is what you want to hear when you tune in to the Howard Stern show, especially all those people who get Sirius XM for like three months or six months. They buy a new car. You flip it through the dials. <laughs> Ready, set, hump. Oh. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. This is what gay. Are they playing golf now? This is, this is that fishing event. This is where... Oh, the fishing. Okay, this, this is, is where fishing. Richard's putting his penis in the sail's butthole to pull something out. Yeah, I see. So yeah. gay this fishing. Is the, this is why fishing. I played all that setup before, because... Literally just talking about it could have been the bit, you yeah. know, rather than actually go do it. Like, these are all the ideas we had. Isn't that wacky? All right, moving on. What's in the news, Robin? <laughs> that would have been a better show, but instead of hearing all of this. Oh. This is... Light up, light up, light up the cheeks. <laughs> His dick's oh. flopping around in my cheeks. Oh, my God. Oh. So everyone's obviously playing it up. Like, oh, this is the wackiest yeah. thing. It was just two gay guys having sex. You never <laughs> seen that before? That's <laughs> your problem. <laughs> All right, so now let's move ahead to. I didn't pull a lot of clips of this because it's all really boring. It's all just people like reacting, whoa, 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 hey, what's going on? So you don't even know what's happening. So now let's move on to Taekwondo. Dong. And uh, Gary Delapate is not a big fan of holding the spaghetti that uh, Richard and Sarah have to try to. You're making Gary hold the spaghetti. You're yeah. kidding, Carl. Gary. Gary, the top executive producer, I mean, I know Marcia, I guess, technically is above him, is yeah. holding the cock spaghetti. It's funny because I remember somebody wrote in and they're like, ask Stuttering John who's doing a better job producing a show, Gary who got Bruce Springsteen or Stuttering John who got Benny Loco. And that's a pretty good point. But then if you said, yeah, but John's not holding on to raw spaghetti with a guy shoving his cock through it. So John's got him there. Dude, and Gary is not gay. I mean, he had a gay brother. Like, like no. I mean, he's a, he's a, a dad. Like, I, I mean, wow. No, you, you, don't have to, called, you don't have to explain he's not gay. I know he's not but gay. But, Carl, this, this, I'm saying this is called buck breaking. And this is what they do in Hollywood and stuff. It's like where they make a straight person do something gay. So it just exerts, it exerts your dominance. And, oh, I can make you be gay even though you're totally straight. All right, now I'm going to go out a fucking rabbit hole with you, my friend. Isn't this what they do? Okay. In like skull and bones and these secret societies. Of course. They make people do really gay stuff because then it's like, do you want that getting out? Then you better keep our secret, asshole. It's I don't know if that's the reason why they party. do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and everybody did it. And this is how I can prove it too. Like, even freaking Donald Trump, if you look at his son in law, Jared Kushner, yeah. Jared Kushner's dad got arrested for honeypotting his brother in law. He got a prostitute to sleep with his brother in law to help out his sister in their divorce. My point is, like, all these people, they use it. it whether it's skull and bones or they make you like get peed on in a coffin 
where everybody watches it or they film it so they can use it as leverage. But it's literal called the humiliation ritual. And they want to see like how, you know, loyal are you to the, you know, how yep. down are you with the cause willing to do it? And then you do it in front of people and they can say, always say, oh, hey, I saw you when you were that 12 year old kid or I saw, you know, that person stuff a pineapple up your asshole. So that's what Howard's doing right now. He's basically buck breaking them or making them do a humiliation ritual. This is going to be a whole threat of the subreddit. Now, I knew they'd start talking about this with Alex Stein on the show. All right, so this is, this is Gary Talabate going through a humiliation ritual, as you pointed out. And, and and Gary, what's going on? I see you're freaking out. Well, I'm like I'm like literally. I mean, his thighs are against our fucking hand. Yeah, right like now. he's 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 on us, and I'm like <laughs> I'm 12 inches us. away from his cock. He's got his cock on top of the spaghetti, and he's got to break the spaghetti with his cock. So right now we're starting with two strands of spaghetti. Uh, you guys are on your knees, which yes, makes yes. it even look kind of funnier. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it looks funny. Richard, yeah, hilarious. Richard's standing. You're holding spaghetti on on, on his penis. All right. Now, do you remember, Alex, I, I hope people listening to this are Howard Stern fans. Remember when Gary was <laughs> complaining that a porn star squirted on him and it hit him in the face? I bet he yes. wishes yes. that was what was going on in the studio. Yeah, he's pining <laughs> for that. He's like, I used to just get squirt in my face. That might have been urine, but whatever. At least I wasn't getting sales dog in my mouth. Are you a boner I, guy? I, 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 well, that, go, that goes to the humiliation ritual, too. He used to make him wear like a beekeeper's mask. <laughs> That's true. You know, he's like, you're so ugly. Yeah. You have to wear a mask. That's another humiliation. He loves humiliating Gary. He does. All right. So now this is the very exciting part where Richard will break through the pasta with his penis. Hold it tight. And this is uh, Richard versus Sal. So, so who's in the lead? Do we even know who's in the lead in the decathlon Sal, right now? Sal won the first event, the fishing okay. event. Okay. So he's up one nothing at this point. I'm glad that uh, Alex is making fun of this. But, he's like, but I also want to know wins. Okay. Let's find out who wins this one. Hold it tight. Guys. I told you, JD. Right, right. Hold it tight. I did hold it tight. It really tight. All right. Be serious. All right. Hey, yeah. Hey, up. Oh, there it is. It broke. Right, it's a break. Okay. It's a clean break. All right. That's a clean, clean break. break. So, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love Robin. Yeah. What's going on here? Like, that's what I would ask, too. Like, so can we be done with this now? Or how does that work? <laughs> we good? <laughs> hey, guys, we good? <laughs> is that enough? All right, so Sal wins that event. Fast forward to penis but golf. But how did he win that event? No, no I got, now I'm kind of with Robin. What, because there was more spaghetti strands yeah, that he broke? Is they that, have to keep getting so more and more, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is so insane. All I right. mean, it's gone so gay. I mean, this show is a gay <laughs> sex show. And there are things yeah. wrong with that. If you're a gay out there, go join the Howard Stern show. Go have all the gay sex you want to have. I don't want to even sound like that. But this show used to be cool and hip. And now it's like... Let me just make men have sex. Straight men have sex with each other. Yeah. He's just humiliating people is what this is really all about. Okay. So I used to humiliate women. Remember Dumb as a Rock? (laughs) They would ask these these hot chicks or strippers like really easy questions. And when they got it wrong, they had to say, I'm as dumb as a rock. That's great. Let's do that. that Let's do more awesome. of that. That was and, awesome. I was like, and, yep, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and see, this doesn't work. If you get elegant Elliot often to do it because he's such a mess, you know, that's not humiliating for, right. you know, elegant Elliot. But for Gary, who's like this dad who, you know, wears his untucked shirts and wants to be taken seriously, you know, I'm just saying that's not, yeah. you know, that's not what a real producer, the producer of the Tonight Show's not letting guys, you know, rub penis on their macaroni and cheese noodles or whatever. Or maybe you know? he is. I don't want to speak for the producer of the Tonight Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? All right. So this is uh, the beginning of penis golf. Now, Sal, 
you are going to be golfing first. The idea is how many strokes will it take your penis, the golf club, if you will, right. to get into Richard's asshole? <laughs> That's correct. All right. And um, how, long, how far would you say this putt has to be? This is about an eight-foot putt, Robin. Okay. Howard, I'm yeah. getting a whiff of something. I'm downwind of Sal. I'm getting a real whiff of something. Yeah, oh, what's going on? It smells like ass. So that's another thing you have to do is, oh, I think Sal smells gross or Richard. Okay. Carl, they did this bit with every yeah. whack packer stunk. At high pitch Eric, they always smelled bad yeah. over their breath. There's always a bad stench. That's right. A, that, and then Richard Christie would start gagging and puking because yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It's so. Gross, yeah. This is, let's play some theater of the mind here, because I actually watched this clip online to see what it actually looked like, so I know what it looks like, but let's see if this is entertaining for a radio audience. Could you grace me with a countdown? Oh, Lord. Three, two, one. Ah! Ooh, Ooh, that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. I'm going to pull it out two club legs. He's in the sand trap. All right. Sal hit it into a corner. It's a very difficult angle, but he did get distance. And now he's about, I'd say, (laughs) what do you think, Robin? Two foot from his asshole. Yeah, something like that. Oh, Howard, his asshole is just a mess. It's horrible, really up close. (laughs) And and your asshole's a piece of uh, work of art. But I I think I have to look away while I hit this ball. I am it's so Sal. There we go. You got to aim. Look at it and love it. Ready? Yeah. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) He just missed the ball. He missed the ball. What is going on here? You guys following any of this? Do you know what's going on? And they're on a table? Because how is the ball in the corner? So what is it? Like a table with edges? It has like, so it doesn't fall off the table? Correct. Yeah. So it's more like mini golf than it is like golf. It is contained. All and right. then Richard's laying there with his butthole open. So what? So what is it? The ball supposed to catch in his asshole, theoretically? Yeah, I mean that, that's what they said. And then it just bounces off his butt cheek. Like, okay, you got it. It's basically what happens. Oh, I see. And, yeah, and yeah, just yeah. so you know, Richard did win that event, but Sale won two to one in the decathlon. In case you were betting at home. Oh. Yeah. I know. Oh, so so but Sal won after the second thing, right? So he yeah, was two and zero. He was already locked in. After so the they didn't even have to do the third event. See, that just shows you it's all a scam. <laughs> right there, Carl. <laughs> we good. know who won the decathlon. We didn't even need to do the third gay event. We already crowned a champion. Howard said, no, we still need to do the gay penis soccer, uh, whatever, golf. It's, al- it's almost like it's just a bit. They don't really care who wins. I know. Figure, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. So then Michael Rappaport joins the show, and I like Rappaport. Now, we've had our ups and downs together, Rap and I. But overall, I've really enjoyed him as part of the Howard Stern show. I just think we one of the first podcasts we listened to that we genuinely enjoyed was Michael Rappaport. So I just have a, a thing about him. I think he's a funny guy. So he comes and out. I want to say this. And my politics are so different than Michael, but dude, yeah. when he was making fun of JD, I'm talking about I can separate that. Michael's brilliant at, at, at like some of his cut downs. You know, I yes. know there are voicemails, but I mean, I don't have put downs that good. You know, I'm just saying some of these put downs were maybe because he's been put down so much. I don't know how Michael Rapport is so good at shit talking, but one of the best shit talkers I've ever heard in my life. I have to give him that. No doubt about it. Agreed. So he comes on and he's been witnessing all of this and he's saying what we're all thinking. Hi, Michael. Have you been listening to the action? What are you thinking? Howard, uh, the fact that, that 
I mean, we went from Bruce Springsteen to this. I mean, and the mention of rehearsal, the fact that, like, the mention of rehearsal. Multiple rehearsals. Like, ha- right. Multiple rehearsals. Multiple rehearsals. Yeah, so Ramaphore is just like, I-, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. This is the Howard Stern show in 2022. This is ridiculous. Now, it turns out there's a reason why Rappaport even showed up on this show. He thought Howard was going to be there in studio. Of course. He is not. And the thing that's disappointing to me is, is I was told uh, you were back in the, you didn't want to come in the studio for this, huh? No, no, just Bruce Springsteen. No, I'm back home. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. If you're worried about people catching COVID, that's the least of the diseases that can be caused. <laughs> that's a funny joke. That's good. That's a serious bait and switch right there to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on down. Howard's finally back in the studio. We'll have you in. He's like, all right, he shows up. It's just like everyone's naked and doing gay stuff. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I wasn't and, expecting and, and Michael Rockport knows, like, Howard Stern hasn't been there in three years or whatever. Like, he probably wants to see him. He wants to keep his relationship yep. with him. You know, just, you know, Howard has helped my, kind of rejuvenate Michael's career, too, a little bit in the last few sure, years. I so agree. He, he probably has, like, serious, oh, I want to see the guy. You know, why not? Because uh, he doesn't have any beef with him. And then, I mean, it's just kind of sucks. Even the people that care about Howard, they don't get to see him. You know, it's no, just sad. Unless you're Jennifer Aniston all, yeah. or John Hamm. And even then, he went there under protest. <laughs> he did yeah. not want to be there with those people. All right. So <laughs> now Chris Wilding, for some reason, decides to call Michael Rappaport out. Now, Michael Rappaport is in the third season of Only Murderers in the Building, you know, with Steve Martin and, and Martin Short. And so he's playing a character. This is not a reality show. He's playing a character who has specific lines that Chris Wilding, I don't even know why he brings this up. It doesn't, nobody wants to talk about this. By Thank the you. way, Michael, nice knock uh, on Howard and only murderers in the building. That was a really nice Ooh. fucking knock you took on him. Oh, oh no, what is this? So, you got Ooh. some fucking nerve oh, showing said, your face here. First of all, first of all, uh, it was a written line that I, I added that you to. Said, that you I said, said my what? character, because they were talking about podcasts, and I said, I don't like podcasts. I listen to Stern, but old yeah. school Stern. And he was better in the 90s, yes, you that's said. what I yeah. said. My oh, that's said. a terrible oh, thing to say. Well, you know, he was wow. talking about Sibian and all that stuff Wait, and then the wow. gentrification of Baba Booey and stuff like that. Yeah. How funny is that? Michael Rapport's character says, I don't listen to podcasts. I like old Howard Stern. He was great in the 90s. Chris Wilder, for some reason, brings this up. He shouldn't have because... I would if we surveyed Howard Stern fans, one hundred percent of them would say Howard Stern was better in the nineties than he is now. A hundred percent. There's not one person who's just like, no, I like what he's doing now. This is cool. October, it's great. Wow, Wilding really tried to throw, throw him under the bus of that because yeah. that's just that's like extra. It seems extra hard. Then yes. he brings up when it's peaked in the nineties. Oh wow, that's so. Listen to the rest of this because now Michael Redboard has to explain why his character would say that. <laughs> He was talking about Sibian and all that stuff, and then the gentrification of Baba Booey and stuff like that. But listen, it's a homage. It's a homage. Can I spank Michael? Homage. Homage. I mean, Rappaport's just like, well, yeah, my character would rather see the Howard Stern that has girls on the Sibian than the Howard Stern that makes guys play golf with their penis. That seems like a character that I would play, you know? And he's going like, at least I mentioned Howard Stern on a fucking big show. It's something, right? Come on. Yeah, but Howard would rather not mention him. He's such an egomaniac yeah. than say than mention him and be like, oh, he peaked in the nineties. Which, which, uh, listen, and I think I said this last time on the show, dude. I should have known this, and I think I should have known this at the time. You probably saw it. 
when he made fun of podcasts so much, you're like, yeah. podcasting stupid. You know, what Joe Rogan does is dumb. What Adam Carolla does is dumb. Uh, that should have been the first thing. It's kind of like how Jim Cramer, whatever stock they say, whatever Jim Cramer stock he picks, do the opposite. Fade Jim Cramer because, yeah. you know, he's such an idiot. It's kind of like we should have faded Howard. We, Howard, we should have known, oh, podcasting is the future because he's so threatened by it. Because he realizes anybody that's talented now can get in front of a radio and build an audience. That was, I think we did. Airways. I remember when that yeah. happened. And I remember him explaining why you had to do that. Because you have to work at a shitty station in a small market and then work your way up. It's like, no, you don't anymore. That's the beauty of this. Thank God. I didn't have to move yeah. all around the country to start a podcast and build an audience. That's the beauty of this. And Howard's so jealous of that because that's what he had to do. Yeah. He's like, no, you got to do the same thing I had to do. He's like, nope, sorry. New world. Different rules. But I, I recognized it right away when he was calling out podcasting back then. I'm like, oh, he doesn't get it. This guy, he yeah. should have he should have just embraced it. In fact, if he was smart, he'd be doing what Jim and Sam is doing now, which is putting out his best ofs from the week as like a little package podcast, 60 minutes long, whatever it is, to build an even larger audience. You want more of this? Sign up for SiriusXM. You can get even more because the whole week's worth, you know? But. Yeah, but Carl, he really screwed up by even, I mean, I listen, I don't know if he's really been paid a billion dollars. I know a lot of that's in stock, and I don't know what their stock is worth and this and that. But he should have just started his podcast when he left Terrestrial Radio years ago, well, built a studio. I don't know about I, that. That I was like, oh, four, I know, I know, because I saw you talked about this. I saw yeah. you talking about this a little bit. Yeah, that was a smart move at the time. That would have been tough. But I'm just saying. Theoretically, though, this was, and I couldn't see this. Like, like now I look at CNN, I look at these cable companies. I think they're all going to die within the next five, ten years. I don't believe sure. these, you know, independent, uh, you know, agencies, advertising agencies will be able to throw away money for uh, a show that only gets like, like a Don Lamont's morning show on CNN gets three hundred thousand viewers. Like Stephen Crowder's Rumble show got that. You know, I mean, right. just advertisers are going to realize that, hey, I don't need to pay one point five million dollars for a commercial when there's other advertisers that get just as good at feedback. Or, or just think about, you know. The value that your audience has, you don't just have a you know an audience that just watches it. You have like a dedicated, strong audience. People, advertisers, and I'm not saying that because you're asking. I'm saying advertisers realize that than just the person that's watching the show because they're doing it or they clean their house or whatever. Like that dedicated audience. Alex, so, you, you I know, my uh, point is, I, you know, my my right. uh, previous career was in advertising. If you want to talk about this, I, I could talk about this all day, no, but well, no well, one so wants to hear know, it. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, no, I'm just saying. So you know. It, it, and I guess my whole point is it's independent media. This is the future. I'm so surprised Howard didn't see that even before us because this guy is the king of all media. I mean, what the hell? He should have realized that the legacy media was dying before. we. I mean, the fact that all these newspapers went out of business, that's just it's just going to be a matter of time on all the TV stations. Well, you too. said you said it best. And the reason why Howard's made every move correctly is because of the contracts that he's signing. He's making more money than Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan has tons more listeners than Howard mm-hmm. Stern does. I mean, it, it, X. I didn't even know what the numbers are, but he must have 10x the listeners of Howard Stern easily. And yet Howard Stern makes more money because he's getting overpaid by a corporation. That's when Howard's world and with his, you know, Don Buckwald, his agent, that's the things they negotiate. That's what they can do. If Howard did the same the same thing that his podcast did and tried to, like, build an audience and, you know, Patreon or whatever you're doing to fund it, he wouldn't be making nearly as much as he is. So no, he's done the no, right thing. I mean. Up. He's obscure, he but serious. Yeah. How, but how does Sirius even make money? I mean, I know they we're don't. not freaking the they CEO, but yeah, they're losing money. They <laughs> yeah, have to be losing money. Yeah. Like, 
they, they bought Pandora. That was going to be their big thing. Ah, we'll solve this. We'll get Pandora. But that was forever ago. That <laughs> yeah, was I know. Pandora was a big deal 10 years ago or whatever. Speaking of Pandora, this clip is pandemonium. So Michael Rappaport <laughs> comes on to spank Richard Christie. Richard is nude over Michael Rappaport, famous <laughs> actor's uh, lap. Michael is doing some sort of like arm. Oh, he just licked his hand. Uh, oh, get your he cock his away hand. from me, Sal. Uh, Sal, right Sal was face. joking around sticking his penis on Richard's head while he was over Michael's lap. He thought I Richard, wouldn't notice. Uh, All right, so that's just more gay stuff. But let's actually listen because we've been teasing this forever. Rappaport's going to spank Richard Christie. That's going to be a good bit on the radio, right? Remember Richard said he might get hard and ejaculate? Remember that? Can yeah. I start the lashings? Yeah. Uh, yes, go ahead and. Uh, oh, uh, here we go. go. Ah! Yeah! Oh! Ah! <laughs> yeah, oh! Thank you, Daddy. I want another. Thank you, Daddy. I'll take another. Oh! See, I'm going to be a good fantasy football boy. I'm going to be, I'm going to follow the rules, sir. Are you going to follow the rules? I will follow you the sick rules, fuck. sir. I'm going to beat ah! that ass. I'm going to oh! turn it into the roadkill that you eat, you sick animal, you. Oh! All right, so that's what that is. Not a great payoff. In my opinion, but what was he slapping him with? It sounded like like a not not a paddle, but like a you know like a rope or something like that. That's Did a good they, question because they said bare hand, but I can't imagine that Michael Rappaport would spank Richard Christie's bare ass with his bare hand. Like, there's no way. I, maybe, dude. I mean, the that's how on the app, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, I have it. Actually, like I said, I need to look. But, but I, you know, Rappaport, these Hollywood people, the casting couch, he knows it's smart to get dialed in with, with Howard. And I think what made Howard big to the Hollywood people, too, is they'd always listen to it on movie sets. You know, yeah. you'd always hear, like, the actors, they would come on the show, they'd be like, oh, when I was making this movie, we always listen to you. But I wonder if that's the case anymore because he's only three days a week. He's just not even on the air enough for people to, like, kind of regularly catch up to the drama. You're always getting it three days and off four days. And, so it just doesn't have this. It doesn't hit the same. The last thing I'm going to talk about, we need to move on. Obviously I've, I've enjoyed this conversation with you and it's uh, it's, it's running a little bit long, but yeah, yeah. Howard Stern goes on to talk about one of the segments on here was Elon Musk buying Twitter. And I won't even play the clip, but Howard says he is upset because Elon Musk is allowing anyone to say anything they want. And it's crazy to me. Fuck it. I'll just play it. It's crazy to me. that Howard Stern, the free speech guy, like, fuck the FCC. All this stuff, you should be able to say whatever you want. Now wants everyone else censored. So Elon Musk takes over Twitter. Yeah. And now, you know, Elon Musk's big thing is like, hey, fuck all of you. Say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Which is insane because, let's face it, you know, I'll tell you a story real quick. All right. I just want to point out, because the news media is running with this, that that's what Musk is doing. It's just the opposite. Musk has come out and said... We are still policing the site the way we always have. None of that's changed. My friend Dick Masterson just lost his Twitter account. Just lost it the other day. Did Dick just lose yes. it? Yeah, I saw some people. Oh, This wow. is still happening. So anyone who thinks that, like, wow. oh, it's everyone just using the N-word and talking about Nazis. Like, that's not the case. That's not true. The news is reporting that, that that's the case, but it's not. So then Howard goes on to talk about how he can prove that Elon Musk is doing the wrong thing because of a certain person who is on the platform. When this person is most excited about the new Twitter and Elon Musk, you know you're doing something wrong in life. And the person is OJ. OJ Simpson. OJ's oh, thrilled. No. OJ. The old Twitter, you know, the old Twitter <laughs> took the attitude. 
O.J. Simpson, we are not going to verify him. We're not going to give him that little blue check mark that says you're the real O.J. Simpson because O.J. might have done something really bad, and we don't want to be in the O.J. Hey, business. World. But guess what? O.J.'s like, wait a second now. <laughs> Whoa, is that O.J. talks? Okay. Listen to him. Hey, right. Twitter world. To be fair, we'd Twitter. want O.J. verified so I know he's not going to come and kill me. So they'd be, I almost say it's almost better that he's verified so you know you can be safe. Yeah. Mark safe from the real O.J. So this I think a, that's actually this smart. This is playing an O.J. clip from Twitter. Listen to him. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Let me start off today by congratulating Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Uh, maybe I can get authenticated. Maybe I can get a blue check. So I'm with you, Alex, and maybe maybe I'm the edgelord now, and Howard no longer is, because I think they should give OJ a blue check mark. I think it's about time. Like, can we all move on from this at this point? No, it's not even move on. But I mean, what the <laughs> fuck? That is high. That is OJ Simpson, just because he murdered, yeah. you know, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. Allegedly, Goldman's that he's not OJ Simpson. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. and got no. away with it. But that doesn't mean that he's not OJ Simpson or a verified human I am being. Not, I mean, I'm not pro murder. If you hear me on the creep off, I'm very anti murder. I tell people not to murder people, but OJ's hilarious. <laughs> we can all agree on that, right? Is that well, and, the wrong and, thing to and, say? And that shows you. Well, we talk about how he, how Ravboard made the joke about the '90s, you know, the the '90s bit. He's he's still using O.J. Simpson jokes. That's like what you know. He used that the O.J. trial. Howard loved that. Oh yeah. And now he's still going back to that. Well, the O.J. puppet. He's he's never gonna let O.J. live it down. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders, no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Speaking of guys who are stuck in their past careers. So I've been kind of milking this last beer on the balcony, as some people would say. But this final episode, it might be John's final episode <laughs> ever, really demonstrates how much he has deteriorated. Mm. And so I have to play the third and final part of this interview with Joey Cola. But before I do that, we got a brand new song parody in. This is from Tony Muskrat, and it features Mr. Magenta and Cardiff Electric. Oh All-star God. cast on this one. This is a longer song, Alex. Normally, I would say, guys, got to keep it like under 90 seconds, under 60 seconds, even better. This one, I'm going to let it slide. A long, long time ago, I can still remember how his lying used to make us laugh. And I knew if I had my wish, 
John would stop being a bitch and maybe he'd keep dabbling for a while. But November made me quiver. Zumok's anger made him shiver. Bad news for the Z-Man. Army Major found a new friend. His kids were all in disbelief. When they read his drunken tweet, John will be living on the street the day his podcast died. So, so long, drunken, stuttering John. Now he's moving to New York to stay with his mom. His podcast network is going to bomb, putting Neosporin on his palm. Neosporin on his palm. Were you ever a radio star? Or did you write jokes for Abdul Jabbar? Richard Lewis said I was great. And did you and Don Henley Paul Jr. that you had to pawn Needed to split the electric bill with one <laughs> Kumia said I stole from charity And the dabblers made song parodies Reddit's a bunch of racists Carl's in his mom's base <laughs> He was a drunken fool that refused to learn With a popcorn tin he got from Howard All of his dabbling was preserved Even though his podcast died We were singing So long, drunken stutter and John Now he's moving to New York to stay with his mom His podcast network is going to bomb Putting me a sparring on his palms Neil sparring on his palm <laughs> wow! Yeah, we needed to send him off with a epic song parody. Yeah, I never need to hear the original, that, but uh, song, that is but good. That was great. That was good. That was Super great. That's one of the be- that's one of the best parodies. I mean, the full lick, the whole song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, and just all the inside jokes. That was who did that one? Who made that? That was one? Tony Car- Muskrat, who kills it. I've wow. never he's never sent me something I didn't play on the show. Yeah. Every time he sends something and it's great. Although I think Tony we sent for everyone, I guess. <laughs> when do I ever, when am I discerning? <laughs> okay, let's check this out. Why not? All right. Um, let's get into it. Part three of Stuttering John <laughs> with Joey Cola. Just, just John's face alone already makes me laugh. So Joey Cola is telling John this story because if you remember how we left off last time, John was talking about his mantra is giving back and helping people. And he's like, why else are we here on earth if not to help other people? That's so, why he's a substitute teacher. No. Of course. Not because he needs money. He just wants to help others. Yeah. So, so <laughs> this is great because Tony says, yeah, you know, he knows uh, Rosie O'Donnell really well. He says, yeah, Rosie used to do this thing where she would go down to the hospital and just write checks for people who were suffering from cancer, just here's $10,000, here's $20,000. Like She knew people needed money, and she would just write checks for them. 
And then he goes on to talk about how that inspired him to do charitable work. And you've never seen John with less to say than when this guy's talking about real charity and how you actually do give back. So she's got, she got me into charity work. And I, I, at one point I was involved in about 30 different charities. I'm still with the guardian brain foundation with people that get brain tumors. I'm still with uh, breathe, believe is cystic fibrosis, juvenile diabetes, um, the autistic uh, autism speaks. Um, I still do a ton of those, but I also, uh, you know, if you got a friend who's got a kid who's got leukemia or whatever, and you need help, uh, you know, I go to go to those places to remember the firemen ran into the building on 9-11. They didn't run out. They ran into the building on 9-11. So I, lost I try to live my life that way. A friend of mine's a fireman that died. And, and 9-11, right? Yeah, that's a hero. So you try to be a hero as much as you can and do the right thing for whatever's next, I guess. You know, I mean, there's something is next. All right. So. John always wants to one of everyone. He couldn't until he brought up firefighters, which, by the way, John couldn't be less connected to. He's like, oh, yeah, I have a friend who died. Like, okay, but I was talking about the 30 charities I was involved in and all the work I was doing. Now, that was just a metaphor for why we're charitable and how that works, John. He's like, no, 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 I want to talk about how I knew I had a friend who died in 9-11. Like, what a fucking asshole. Well, and subconsciously, you want to trauma bond with somebody too. Like, there's just like where I want to like give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's not making it about him, but he's so making it about him because he's bringing up his friend that yes. died. Like, it's not and with him. It's never. I, I can never give him the benefit of the doubt because it always is him trying to one up. You know, like like in that in that uh, parody song, how oh my third grade teacher said I was the best actor. Like he remembers this yes. this most innocuous random shit, and then actually regurgitates it like it's like oh your teacher said that. Oh you're a really good at NYU like we're gonna actually be impressed by this shit he's just so delusional I mean this guy's talking about charity you're talking about some guy you he probably didn't even know that fireman that died he probably met him one time from the radio some bullshit by the way all of John's friends are people who've heard him on the radio and are excited to be hanging around with him aside from the guys he grew up with who threatened Shuley's life. Aside from those people, <laughs> everyone that John knows is someone that John is using because they think that John's famous and they're excited to meet him in person. Anyway, this is Joey's a very spiritual guy. He's like, I, I don't have a specific religion, but I do follow Christ. And I also follow the, the Torah and in, in Buddhism. And he goes through all this stuff and he goes, but I have friends who are atheists and we can all relate that there's a, a bigger thing than us in this world. And he's like, we, we can all kind of like break this down. Now, as he's going through all this, John can't comprehend this at all. And, and we've talked about this. John, at this point, is out of it on this show. It's it's just not going well for him. And so Would I just John like... talk about being an atheist? Does he talk about his? Because yeah, that's one thing I, don't, I never hear him talk about. Like He never no. talks about God or... No, listen to what John transitions this conversation. The reason why I pulled so much of this clip is because it's masterful what John turns this conversation into. And the fact that Joey goes along with it is something, something to be said for him too. It's, I would have like been, what? what are you talking about? Joey does deals with autism charities. Yes. John's a walk in the park. <laughs> that's, I mean, this that's is a good point. <laughs> yeah. This is part of his charity work for the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you take the time to lean back and take a small piece of what Christ said, or what the Torah said, what Abraham said, or what, what Muhammad said, and, and just take a small piece of it and just read it and and, uh, and, po- and ponder it and dwell on it. 
then you'll you'll start to find some inner peace instead of attacking each other. You'll find the, the peace within before you can have the peace without. Outward, and also, you know? Joe, you know, there's a time, like, I don't mind, look, you and I have been in the public eye, right? right. I don't give a fuck if you're going to goof on me. I don't care. Where the fuck did that come from? This guy's talking about spirituality. Inner peace. Inner peace. Coming to grips with, like, there's a bigger thing than you in the universe, and we're just here for a short time. Let's do the best we can. And John goes, yeah, but also there's trolls. What? I don't know where he was going with that. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I can let it roll off my back, that old one. So John then turns this into a deep conversation about people talking about his kids. I love, <laughs> yeah, because this is how John thinks. I love where Joey takes this because uh, Joey's the man. I don't care. Yeah. You move for me all you want. But these new breeds. Alex, do you think that's true, that John doesn't care if you goof on him? Uh, no, he cares. I but he I cares. also am so sick. I think he kind of likes it, the new bump that he's gotten. I mean, he hates it. Everybody else is making uh, money off him. But I think he kind of actually likes that, you know, he's being talked about and that he's a celebrity again in a way. Yeah. These new breed of scum think it's okay to goof on our children, especially kids that are minors. And they think that's okay. And you know, Joe, being Italian, like, like, you know, even the mob doesn't goof on, doesn't fuck with people's kids or wives. Yeah. As long as it remains words, if it remains words, that's fine. Correct, Joey. And it was funny because John slipped right there and goes, even the mob doesn't goof on, I mean, fuck with. Yeah. Nobody cares if you goof on people, John. Right. Like, this isn't a real, like, when you're talking about the mob, you're talking about actual physical violence. This is not a tweet that you find offensive or a rant that Anthony Cumia hilariously delivers <laughs> about what a shitty father you are. And Joey and, and says Anthony, that. And when Anthony goes off on him, that is funny, but I don't think of, like, the shuddering John hate goes after his trans children, you know? No, I mean, like, John told him he's bringing up his children. Yeah. I would never talk about his kids, but John's constantly talking I, about his I kids. Never, that's what I'm saying. Dude, on the Reddit or whatever I look in Dabblers, I've been very rarely, I mean, has there ever been a joke about his kids? Yes, but is that, like, a, a reoccurring theme? No, not at all. So I don't know why he does right. that. I mean, also, John's too stupid to realize that most of the jokes are about John being a shitty father, not about his yes. kids per se. Of course. And it's like, yeah. we're still going after you, John, which, by the way, you've stated you don't care about, and it doesn't bother you. So I don't know why that's a problem. Like, you know, but if you physically do something to it, hurt my family. No, but if they start posting pictures of my kids right, and saying disparaging things about my kids. Yeah, that, that's offensive. I mean, you you can get offended by that. You know, it's offense. It's offensive. But that's the world we're in. You know, I mean, you if you want to if we're in that realm, we got to know that that's a possibility. That's why I don't really, really do it that much. I, I put myself out there a little bit, but I don't really like my wife just came on. Uh, Jackie Martlings and Peter Bell's got that the podcast they got. And it's the first time in 42 years my wife came on the podcast with me to talk about what it's like to be married to a comedian. So this is great because there's a few things happening here. And you can tell John's getting pissed if he's paying attention. Who even knows? So Joey says, well, yeah, that's if you don't want your family fucked with, don't put him out there. John's the one who keeps talking about his kids. He's the one who's putting it out there. 
He's the one who put his ex-wife in a cameo spot in his movie. He's constantly bringing his family into things and then complaining when they're part of the conversation. So Joey says, yeah, if you don't want your family fucked with, don't talk about it. And he goes, but I did bring my wife on Jackie Martling's podcast. And Joe's like, oh, yeah, you're doing Jackie Martling's podcast, <laughs> yeah. huh? Yeah, you can, see, you can see that he was jealous. And yeah. He kind of had that weird look in his eye. But at the same time, you know, this is the other thing. If Senator John, you'd be able to tell if he actually cared about his kids. He just doesn't like it for his ego. He doesn't like how it makes him look bad yes. that he yeah. has a transient. It's all his personal thing. He doesn't. He doesn't actually care about the hate or like the, Like theoretically, this happening. Somebody doxing his kid. Like he's not worried about that. He just doesn't like how he looks. Correct. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. This is all, obvious to everyone, him. but him. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And, and yeah. What Joey's trying to say, and I think it's pretty obvious. But Joey's just saying, well, yeah, you can play the victim, but what's that, what's that going to get you? That's pretty much what he's trying to explain to John, who obviously will never understand that. He said, you'll be offended by it. It is offensive. It is offensive. And he's like, that's the end of it. Right. <laughs> so now so now Joey's trying to explain to John the concept of forgiveness and how important <laughs> that is go in great. life. <laughs> uh, I can understand why you get very mad at that. But, you know, again, the hardest thing to do is forgive. And that's what the Bible says also. It says to forgive. Like Peter said to Christ, how much do I forgive? Four times? Seven times, and Christ said no, 70 times seven, which is the number is 490. What he, what he meant was an infinite amount. Yeah, that Bible's a little, a little quirky when it comes to things like that. Solve for X. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, my interpretation, though, is not, it's not a specific number. Yeah. I just trying to think of the biggest number they do back then. So 70 times seven. Whoa! Times 70. Who would even know what that is? Yeah, there's, there's no way to solve that equation. So, All right. So now Joey, who's talking about forgiveness is the most important thing, and you can't get worked up about words because that's not going to help you in any way, he decides to bring up, I don't think he wanted to, but the conversation is going in this direction, which is weird because it took a 180 from where it was. So now Joey's going to bring up the fact that he actually did have an issue with a person actually hurting his daughter in real life and how he Uh had to deal with that. And and I'm going through some stuff now. Uh, somebody who wronged my daughter, uh, and that's my kid, like you said. That's my kid. Somebody hurt my daughter bad, and um, that's my struggle now. But what am I going to do? Be angry? I mean, I'm not going to totally forgive the guy. First, you got to come to the facts that you got to live with it. How am I going to live with what these people did to me or my family? And then try to get to the... Chad's got the look on his face, like he's pretending to listen and understand, but you know he's just thinking, as soon as this guy shuts up, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my next thing to say. Me or my family. <laughs> and then try to get to the point where, you know, the race is almost over. Whether Again, whether you're 9 or 90, we're only here for a half hour. Am I going to take this with me to the grave, or am I going to find some uh, a little bit of, a little bit of happiness even though that guy did this or this one said that or whatever it is. At one point, you just got to let it go, put it in his hands and say, you handle it. I'm out of here. I'm not a religious guy, but that's very good advice that I think John should be paying attention to and listening to. But it looks like John's reading the chat, though, Carl. Like, I'm of trying course. to look at his eyes. Yeah. yeah, John's not even paying one iota of attention to this guy. Well, I'm sure he's not understanding it if he is. But all that John is hearing is this guy's not agreeing with John that he should be offended and upset. So now John has to put Joey in his place. Uh oh. Yeah. This is a shitty thing to do if you're the host of a show having a guest on your show. <laughs> but wait, Joe, now 
It's interesting because you're like a season warm-up guy, and people don't really give season any warm-up warm guy. I mean, I mean, let's face it; it's like it, for the most part, it's looked. Blind, it's a, like, you're like an unsung hero, but yeah. Martha Stewart called me her warm-up artiste, Joey. This is Joey, our warm-up artiste. Then she, Martha, would put me on camera a lot. Rachel puts me on camera a lot. Yeah, Joey still works in the business, Jen. Yeah. Okay, you could say that, yeah, he warms up studio audiences for TV shows, but Joey's still working in the business. And John's going, yeah, well, you know, you're not the announcer of the Tonight Show, you're just a warm-up guy. Which is really a shitty thing to say to this guy who came on your oh, show. He's trolling him, yes. Carl, 100% by saying warm-up guy. Because, first of all, it, it's like uh, there, there's a certain amount of people, when I first moved to L.A., where you can go basically be an extra yeah, you can just go to Central Casting and be an extra. But there's a few extras that get the SAG card and they work and they make six figures because they get in with the right TV production and they always need you to be yep. like whatever the teacher for this show or something. So my point is like of comedians, this is like the extra work of comedians because you're not really you know getting a lot of credit. But it's hard to get that gig. You know, yeah. you can actually make six figures doing it that. Pays, you know, it's it not pays like, well. It's consistent. Yeah, you, you get all the upsetting. benefits from it. And I don't even know what that question was going to be. So, so John goes, you know, well, you're a seasoned warm-up guy. I don't even know where he was going with that. I think Joey yeah. knew that, too, which is why he jumped in. Yeah. So then this is interesting because John wants to know if you do get those benefits from being the warm-up guy. And John can't believe the answer that he hears. From 61, hopefully we'll do it for a few more years. And then, and then I'll retire. Do, do the warm-up guys have a union? Yeah, we're in SAG and AFTRA. It's yeah. after. Even though you're not on TV. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, John. Even though he's not on, on TV, <laughs> they have a union, SAG AFTRA. Yeah, it's, SAG it's, and it's after your do what? Nice up position in SAG and AFTRA. But is John so has to be yeah, SAG? But is, what's yeah. the deal with his dues? Because he, he's been in those movie stuff. Oh, yeah, sorry. so actually, Alex, this is a big payoff that I've been waiting. This information I've been waiting for for years, and it finally comes out. So I get, yeah, I get paid to AFTRA, so. Uh, just like you know, you were so I got you know benefits, pension, all of that, and then you get yeah, paid I got for that show. Coming. All right, so John finally says, "Yeah, I have that coming." His pension. He's talked about this before. He's got a pension, so we all think like, "Okay, well, you're set then, right?" Or you at least you have some kind of income coming. So I, I looked this up. We talked a little bit more about how he, he can't do that yet, and I don't know why I haven't looked this up sooner. But apparently. SAG-AFTRA pension will pay out at the age of 65. If you try to pull it out ahead of that, 25% gets taken off for every year before you turn 65. John is 57 right now. So he's nowhere near getting to this pension. No. That explains a lot. Even, even if he gets a pension, Carl, it's going to be like 20 grand. It's not going to be, I mean, it, I mean yeah, be, I don't know. you know. I don't know what it is. I mean, he was making a half a million a year on The Tonight Show for 10 years yeah, or so. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah, might yeah, have some yeah. money coming his way, but he can't touch it for a while. I mean, it's gonna, it'll be almost nothing if he tries to touch it in the next couple of years. So now Joey is talking about how he hosts a Sopranos show that they do live. And John interrupts him with this story. That, dude, try to follow this one, because this is insane. So, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't know I'll travel around with The Sopranos. We do the live in conversation with The Sopranos. It's me, Mike Imperioli, Steve Sharippa, and Vinny Pastore. And we got the Keswick Theater coming up in uh, two weeks outside of Philly. You no, know, I've been trying to get Steve on my show, and it's an odd thing, Joey, because 
it's so weird, honestly. And I'll tell you what, you know, it's just one of those misunderstandings, you know. Right. They they booked me at the Riviera, not like like you know, like K Rock would have all these sponsors. So they had yeah, you know, and our Vegas person, they had me at a car show, uh, I mean a car dealer doing sign autographs in another place. And they said, Oh, and they want you to just go, you know, and just say hi at the rib, you know, like at the yeah. comedy place. Joe, I didn't have an act yet. So right. You know, I went on. I said, hey, how you doing, everybody? Stuttering John told the... Remember, this all started because he's talking about Steve Sharippa and how he does shows. And that's the guy who played Bobby on uh, The Sopranos. And now Very John's familiar. talking about K-Rock sponsors and doing these auto dealer things. Like, are you following this? <laughs> well, well, yeah, but was Joe in an episode it. of The Sopranos? Was he in an episode or something? No, he looks I don't kind of think familiar. so. so I don't know. I don't think well, so. He didn't have like a bit part or something. He kind of looks familiar. So he might. How did he get connected with all them? Like, I wonder why he gets to do the the like. Uh, that would be an a interview question you would ask someone as a yes. follow up, yeah. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. If you were running this show, you might say like, "Oh, you got you have a live show you do with those guys. How'd you meet them? What connection do you have to Sopranos?" Those would be good questions. Instead, John goes, "Oh, that fucking asshole." Yeah. You know, like a funny story or two, and then I just brought on a comic, yeah. and Steve was fucking angry at me. I didn't know he was until. Right. Um, until Baba Bowie told me, and I'm like, he's like, well, you, you, you know, you didn't do your time. You didn't do any time. Right. And I'm like, Gary, I don't, I haven't started doing stand-up yet. I don't have time. I love that in his anecdote, he explains that he told Gary, I haven't started doing stand-up yet. That's not how that went down. You don't say that. You know, if you had talked to me in 2014 and been like, Carl, why aren't you making money off a podcast? I haven't started podcasting yet. <laughs> no, he didn't know he was going to do that. It's so stupid to say that. So this has got to be from 30 years ago. I guess. Yeah. What he's talking about. So then he says that he had Steve Sharippa was on The Tonight Show. And so John confronted him about this thing that happened. This is so bizarre to me. I'd love to know the real story here. And Steve always yeah. was angry. So then Steve yeah. started doing... Bits on the Tonight Show, and, and I pulled them aside. I go, Steve, what the fuck are you mad at me for? Well, you were at the rib, you didn't do time. I go, Steve, I, I wasn't doing stand up yet. Well, bye, I don't know what they told you. I, so again, does this sound plausible? Because both characters in this sound like stuttering John to me. Where he goes, Steve, I heard you're mad at me. Now, this is when he's at the Tonight Show. So we're talking years and years later. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pissed because you didn't do enough time at this event thing, which I don't even know how Steve is connected to it. Right. Which is not something that someone would even say. It's like, oh, John, who cares? Water to the bridge. Even if he was upset with him at the time. So now John's explaining that, yeah, he did say that he was pissed at me. So I had to explain myself. Don't stand up yet. I don't know what they told you. You know, I don't. By the way, his guest is gone, and he's still going on about this. So Josh is like, like in a manic phase right now. He's just like reliving this moment. I hadn't even started doing stand up. They just told me to come out and say hi. The fuck you want from me? <laughs> Seems and a little then defensive. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. And I go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, Edgar, you can't send a super chat on Beer on the Balcony. We lost Joey again. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disaster. 
This is the worst I've ever seen Senator John. This guy is gone. Yeah. This is not just Coors Lights at this Look point. Look how bad his shirt is. I mean, with the stains <laughs> yeah. on it. I mean, and I'm not saying I don't have shirts with stains on it, but he just looks extra bad. I Let mean, me just recap what just happened there. Joey says, I'm doing the show, Sopranos. I got uh, Michael Imperioli on there. I got Steve Sharippa. John goes, whoa, Steve Sharippa. I want him to have him on my show, but he's pissed at me because this thing that happened 30 years ago. But then I confronted him about it on this night show, and then he's like, oh, I didn't know that, John. So it sounds like you guys made up. So if you're trying to get him on your show, that shouldn't be a problem. He shouldn't still be pissed at you about you not doing enough time at the Riviera, right? And Joey just tapped out. And Joey's just like, I'm <laughs> yeah, out of here. I've been polite long enough. So then John goes back to talking about what a great guy Joey is and how when John started doing stand-up, Joey taught him how to do it. And John is just wasted at this point. This is my nightmare to have a Wait, webcam on So that's on how me. Joey leaves? Joey didn't even get a goodbye? I mean, so he's done. So I thought he accidentally kicked him out of the room. So that's the end of Joey's interview. That's oh, you'll, it. you'll see, Alex. You'll see what happens. And, you know, I'll never forget. I reached out to him to, you know, just when I started going, all right, I got to start doing stand-up again. And Joey was the first to come over and fucking come to my house, hang out in my bedroom, and direct me on on how, you know, putting an act together works. I never forgot it, really. It comes naturally. Like, you know, when you have a chunk, you go, okay, like with me, childbirth. I have a lot of stories about when my wife gave birth. Now, I combine, you know, all three, and I make it one I don't know, one five-minute chunk. I love when John explains to us things like, you know, I'll put this in layman terms for you guys. Yeah. Like, you should know about that just from watching stand-ups. Yeah. That that's how that works. Yeah. And he's going, well, so this is how it works. As if he's telling us what a pilot is or a cold open. Now, you guys don't know this, but what a cold open is. Like, yeah, no, we don't. John, we know what a chunk is. We know about this. You're not as special as you think you are in this show business guru. He thinks he's Rodney Dangerfield. He thinks he's Chris Rock right <laughs> yeah. now. Like he's giving us some like secret information about what it takes to become a stand-up comedian. Like, oh, uh, everybody's supposed to have an act. Duh. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> John, I just want to know how did you come up with with that uh, your wife giving birth bit? Because that was unbelievable. <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. What I did was <laughs> okay. So I have a couple of longer clips. These are the last two clips possibly ever of Stuttering John. This is his last show, October 31st. He never came back. Maybe he will. Right now we're in a no John November, as you know. But uh, we are watching the demise of John. He is an angry, angry man. But then you just put jokes in and out of that, you know? Joe is trying to get back on. It don't matter. It's been awesome. Mark P. Joey has a very moving story. Dude, he is the nicest guy in the world. And I apologize to everybody by sending out these fake links. Oh, here we go. And you know what? It's just because there are people who are obvious huge fans of mine. I want to point out, and I didn't even realize this when I first clipped it, John's wasted 
but he's not stuttering. He's not stammering. He's not saying, uh, or, um, because right now he's telling the truth. He sent out multiple links to try to get people off his scent for some reason before he did beer on the balcony. Cause he's pissed that people are putting the link somewhere streaming. I don't know. I honestly, I don't even know about that part of it, but Mm. he says that's what's happening. That will broadcast this live and give it out for free. Now, that's not really legal, but they do it anyway. And I don't even think they do it, you know, I don't know. It's like this crying dude. Like, they do it just to, oh, look what we got. You know, you know, we took, you know, we fuck with stuttering. No, no. You know, you just... It's starting to sound like Biden. Holy shit. Uh, Are you going to finish that sentence? Or no? Okay, that's fine. Moving on. It's talking about Ryan Sherman, his uh, former mm-hmm. mod or admin or whatever, who uh, <laughs> realized the error in his ways. All right, so now we're watching... I'm uh, just pause there. We're going to continue on with this rant. But now we're watching Joey trying to reconnect here because Joey's having some tech issues, and he never does <laughs> reconnect. Spoiler. What you did was, you know... Take my show and, you know, and put it out to try and fuck up me from charging people on my Patreon so they can go see your fucking link. Now, yes, I have have reported you, but you know what? You're anonymous. Why don't you do something like that to my face? Why not? Come on, you're a big fucking tough guy. Post a link to my face. Dude. What the fuck? You steal my show to my face. What does that even mean? I know. How would you even do that? (laughs) And are you going to acknowledge the guy, Joey, trying to get on the stream? (laughs) No. no. He's not even acknowledging that. Dude, he's got tunnel vision at this point. He's wasted. He's angry. Let me just play the last part of that again, because when he gets into his tough guy talk, this is very telling about how John actually is processing information in his brain. When he says, I don't care, it doesn't matter to me, this is the real John right here. Why don't you do something like that to my face? Why not? Come on, you're a big fucking tough guy. Do it to my face. That is truth serum, what he's drinking right now, whatever <laughs> he swallowed earlier. Because now you can tell how angry he really is. Why don't you do that fucking to my face? Well, why don't you why don't you try that? <laughs> That's and, pretty good. <laughs> anyone can do anything to your face, John. Yeah. There, there would be no repercussions to it. <laughs> this is Alex, my final ever beer on the balcony clip. This is how John ends his show. This is how beer on the balcony, the stuttering John podcast, this whole story arc that we've been dealing with over the last five years. These are the final moments of John. And he is chucking his beer. <laughs> Joey can't get back on. You know, I told him, do it from your computer. Don't do it from your phone. But I guess it's, you know, I guess he couldn't figure out. It sounds like me with Pat Oates. You know, I told him, like, fucking figure out your Wi-Fi, asshole. But I guess he couldn't do it. <laughs> I love when John blames people for not understanding tech. Meanwhile, John's the worst with tech of anyone I've ever seen. He had to have Hell Sparks drive from Vegas to his house. Show him how to use an Ethernet cable, for Christ's sake. How to do it from his computer. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm only, like, three sips away. Then I'll get out of here. Got to take my clothes out of the dryer. I got Wolverine who's obsessed with me when I do this show. 
Will be, will be. Oh, it's his cat. Elk Stein's dealing with that right now, too. Yeah. I got cat life. And, uh, where are you, Joey? Where are you now? Uh, anyway, any questions? Because I'm three sips away from getting the fuck out of here. Way to invite questions. Yeah. <laughs> Still no Joey. So it don't matter. I hope you enjoyed this beer on the balcony. I know I oh, did. Oh, I did. Joey's been a great guy to me. And I hope you guys all enjoyed his story. I mean, he's just been. Ch- this is not a natural way to drink a beer. Loved and respected by almost every comic in the world. He had a full beer everyone. to start this segment. He's just chugging it. When he said three this sips, is, this is sip number three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are not yeah. sips. All right, I'm out of here. So everybody, that was the third sip. Man. That was the third one. That was. I wouldn't call them <laughs> sips, though. You're right. No, he can he can measure how long it takes him to drink a beer. The hour and seventeen minutes from this Monday. Uh, beer on the balcony. This part right here I thought was very interesting because I thought for sure October 31st, he knew he was taking a break. It just seemed like when he put out the information on his Patreon, the very beginning of November, guys, I'm not going to charge anyone. I'll be back in January of 23. It seemed like he had that figured out for a while, but listen to this. Uh, Guess for tomorrow. I think it might, well, I don't even want to say. This guy's trying to fucking my guess, but Let's just say, if it all works out, it'll be a good show. So I'll see you tomorrow, Tuesday at noon PST. And this is Stuttering John saying, Kiki, yeah. <laughs> pretty good for his final Kiki, if you ask me. Oof. That's a pretty that good way to go out. That's an ISO. I've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, that Kiki was legendary. It really was. If you were going to. If you're gonna end this whole saga, this is the way to do it right Stutter here. John saying, "Kiki, yeah." I went I to had a studio. <laughs> yeah, he's had a few. I went to uh, school with kids in wheelchairs who sounded like that. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> it's not good. Okay. Carl, I had to predict this. I had to say this, and this is just me. You know, I had to counter signal everything. You Please. know, WATP is saying, yeah, the redemption arc will be he's going to go to his mom's house and his, she's going to make him get sober, more soberish, soberish. He's never going to be fully back, but I think he comes back and does his show. And I think yeah, the New York has a rejuvenation a little bit. It just, you know, and, and I think this will be better for WATP because it'll give you more content. But right now, He's like just all he's at rock bottom. I think this really helped him going to his mom's personally. I, Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I'm, I'm not gonna lower it. I have to do this now. <laughs> you were waiting to find a spot for that. You nailed it. <laughs> so yeah, Alex, I hope that's true. I truly, yeah. truly hope that that is true. I mentioned on the show last time, maybe a family member saw this and they said, All right, we it's time to get John some help. He has been spotted at the pub since then, so I don't think that's the case. 
But God, I really do. So you got Pickwick spies, Carl? You got spies in the Pickwick? <laughs> no, I don't. This has gotten away from me now. <laughs> the Dabblers. Oh, uh, the Dabblers. Yeah. So they know. So anytime he goes to Pickwick, there's like, oh shit, John, or whatever. I know he goes to multiple bars. Yeah. So then they go on the Reddit and they they'll say that he was there. Well, they'll, a, they'll, oh put a, they'll post a picture of it. And the Dabblers, oh, as much like the universe, is ever expanding. Yeah. It just keeps getting larger yeah, yeah. and larger. There's nothing you can do about it. There's some guy reading the newspaper with the two holes. In it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got a phone on his shoe he picks it up <laughs> get stupid <laughs> yeah seriously it is get stupid not get smart i i do think that and i, I mean obviously he's never going to be I don't, I don't think if he if he stopped drinking i think he would die but him going to mm. his mom's i think he'll he'll have to drink less and then he'll want to podcast more because this is the thing that we like about John the most is that he has this self-importance about him that he still thinks he's like, you know, the announcer from the tonight show. So that'll never go away. So as long as he's talking to a microphone, he'll always have that cringe. Yeah. Like, Oh, Steve Sharipa doesn't like me because of this thing in the Riviera 30 years ago. That Steve Sharipa has no recollection of. <laughs> yeah, like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's lived a full life. He's got a lot of credits to his name. He doesn't remember that. He doesn't care. No way. Hilarious. No way. Now, we were just talking about, and I don't want to just say, like, oh, we're moving on from John. I mean, there'll be other things to talk about, obviously, but we were just talking about the chunks that you have to put into a bit, or I, I guess it's a chunk, <laughs> the bit, the chunk. Sure. And I know that you and I, Alex, were listening to the great Chad Zumach doing yeah. his stand up mm -hmm. routine from the Boca yes. Black Box. And uh, I think we need to just listen to it. A little bit more of that. Did we not do the whole bit? I thought we did the whole uh, Boca thing. We didn't do the whole we thing. Got through, wow. We got through 10 minutes of it, and then we had to move <laughs> on because it was too wow. much. It's time to mock Zumok. All right, let's do it. So if you remember, we left off at the joke. I think we left off at this joke where he says, I was going on a date with a girl who wanted to have a good time. She said, let's go to an all-you-can-eat buffet. And then the big punchline was, well, I know that date's going to end diarrhea. Yes. All right. So I, I'm going to play the very end of that bit, and then I'm going to play for you what he goes into from there. This is Wait, time brutal. out, Carl. Yeah. I could have sworn, maybe I'm having the, the worst kind of deja vu. Didn't he say, weren't you and I together when he did the callback, you're Kmart ready or whatever, and we were like, that's yes. the big punchline. Because we fast forwarded to the very end to hear how he ended his show. Okay, that's okay. Why. So now we're in the middle part. Okay, as I said, I was like, I could have sworn we saw his last joke. Okay. Yeah, that's now, why. That's so this why. is starting now at around the 11 minute mark okay, okay, of okay. his set. Because you know how that date ends? Diarrhea. That's a bad day. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Pretty awesome. <laughs> It's a day. <laughs> Remember, everybody, this is the guy who runs his mouth about how much better at comedy he is than everybody else. Ugh. That's the reason why we're normally I wouldn't do something like this. But Chad deserves us to really that, inspect this with a microscope and yeah. figure out how good of a comedian he actually is. That fake laugh worse than Opie. Oh, he's uncomfortable. Yeah. As he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, do you have any kids? None? Fuck it. <laughs> I don't have any kids. If I do, I'll adopt. I'm gonna adopt a 17-year-old boy. 
So I'm totally confident I can raise that child to adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> Once he's 18, he's on his own. I did what I had to do. <laughs> Beat it. This is why I can't have a kid. I was with my buddy, Mike. Mike Farrell, if you want to Google him. We were leaving the gym, and we left the gym, and there was a lady with a baby carrot. She's like pushing her baby, right? She's pushing her baby. You know what he says to me? He goes, hey, Chad, look at the baby. I'm like, what? He's like, look at the baby. I'm like, who gives a shit? I don't see the purity, I don't see the innocence. I fast forward, I see the conclusion. I see a baby, I'm like, huh, look at that asshole. That's what I see. You know what I see? I see a psychopath in the making. Stay with me, that's gonna be weird. Here we go. Googled this photo of Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer, as a baby. Adorable. Have you done? You ever seen Google Jeffrey Dahmer's baby? Adorable. So at one point in life, somebody's like, oh, look at the baby, hi, what's his name? Jeffrey, hi Jeffrey, hi, you hungry? This kid will eat anything, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I could have paused it anywhere, but this whole yeah. setup, everything he's doing, he thinks that there's laughs around every corner, there's none to be had. One pity lap by one woman in there. Yeah. And then he's doing Jeffrey Dahmer jokes. Because he got the Netflix special, so he's trying to be topical. That's why he's yeah. trying to be like that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But I also like that bit before I'm guessing. that. When he says that he would adopt a 17-year-old because he could raise a kid for one year, and then they'd be 18 and an adult. No one's ever had that <laughs> he did his job. <laughs> he did his job yeah. raising yeah. it to an adult. That's a pretty good, pretty that's good, that's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went there. <laughs> one more terrible example. Look at the baby. What's his name? Adolf. Hi. He's six months old. Already knows how to say hi. Uh. <laughs> we went there, people. We're doing it. We're taking chances. Good luck canceling me. I'm from four, eight. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> 14th, no. How's the looking like tomorrow? Uh, Ma'am at the desk? What do we got coming this this. tomorrow? Yeah, at this point. Do you really want to know? No, I don't want to know. <laughs> She's funny too. My career is over! As it should be, Chad. These are not good jokes. So it was a good chunk. If, yeah, if people aren't hearing this, because I know the audio quality isn't great, Chad goes, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I'm in front of 14 people. And they're like, no, nah, it's seven. People in the audience are like, no, it's seven. Maybe I'll give you eight, maybe. There's someone behind Reddit. Yeah. Eight. So then Chad's like, yeah, I know, it's pretty bad. Uh, how are we doing for tomorrow night's show? And the woman is like, do you really want to know? That's <laughs> fucking funny. Like, it's not going well, Chad. Yeah. Tonight's going swimmingly compared <laughs> yeah, to tomorrow. Yeah, right. yes. <laughs> well, if word gets out, she'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be doing really well. All right. Listen, and Alex, this is the most legendary. But I just say, but this is the most legendary theater, the Black Box Theater, Stuttering John. Yep. So I'm like, why even play this theater anymore? These guys, they don't. It didn't benefit them at all to go there and sell five tickets, and then you know. Well, some people think that Chad is not allowed to leave the state of Florida. I don't know if that's true or not, <laughs> but that's some people's yeah, theory. That, that <laughs> so could be why Chad plays theory, all these yeah. Florida locations. Yeah. But oof, that is not good. Okay. Before you go, Alex, before I cut you loose, we have to play a game. And when we play a game, it means we also need to bring in Vic. What's up, Vic? Hello. Hello. All right. 
We have a very special edition of Who Said It? The Cardiff Electric Game. This is a game where we hear a phrase or a few sentences. We have to figure out who said it. The choices are typically Stuttering John, mm-hmm. Patrick Michael, Patty Seacups, Jerry Banfield, Tom Myers, Greg Opie Hughes, mm-hmm. and I'm told there might be a Zoomach or two in here as well. So we, we got <laughs> oh, Chad wow, added yeah. into the mix. Let's see if uh, we can be man enough to play Who Said It. Is that, is that the tagline? Sure. <laughs> Welcome to Who Said It, the official podcast game on WATP, brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Okay, Carl and co-host, Who Said It? Our first entry, Who Said It? Chris D'Elia was photographed posing next to what looks like high school lockers. Kind of creepy. Who said it? That sounds like an Opie thing, because Opie be talking about topical things. But it could also be Patrick Michael. Fuck it, I'm going Patrick, Michael, Alex, what say you? Well, I know this answer. I feel, I mean, I don't know it, but I feel like I do because it has to be a Zumok because Zumok loves saying that he's friends with Chris D'Elia. So I think oh. that I'm just guessing that's why it would be a Chris D'Elia topic because I okay. think there was like, there's some Chris D'Elia heat that, you know, Zumok is bestie. So that, that's that's where I'm thinking Zumok and D'Elia bestie. Good rationale. It's Zumok, by the way, not Zumok. Zumok, yeah, Zumok, Z Man. Yeah, give him the respect he deserves. Good point. Fuck. Vic, what do you think? I'm going to go uh, Tom Myers because it wasn't really a punchline. Good point. It's just an Good observation. Oh. Producer Chris. Tom Myers, the most brilliant comedian on the internet. So, you know. <laughs> I'm going Zumok because he mentioned high school lockers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Let's same go. Same reason. I mean, same, same the- yep. like theorizing the same thing with a different different logic. One, yeah. two, three. In a promotional piece, uh, Crystal Lee was photographed posing next to what looks like high school lockers. Kind of creepy, but to be fair, he was probably just waiting for his groupies. Right, who got the points there? Uh, Vic, just Vic. Yeah. Vic, wait, wait. Wow, wait, Vic's so having Tom a week. Myers has, wait, wait. So Do- Tom Myers has Delia. He kind of like he doesn't. <laughs> I would think that he was kind of liked Chris. Delia. No, you he could tell like by that up. delivery that he was going through his news stories. He tries to do like a monologue, yeah. like he's Bill Myers or something. So he's going through his <laughs> his news. Hey, did you guys see this? Hey, did you guys hear about this? That was one of his shorter Chris jokes. Delia. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He got right to it. Thanks. <laughs> That's why it threw me off. But yeah. Vic. Is having a week right now, and she's up one nothing on all of us. Let's go. Our next entry. Who said it? Listen, I love Sam. I do. Always will. But our relationship has really never recovered from that. It got weird. Who said it? Well, fuck me. It has to be Opie, but it can't be Opie at the same time. Who else would talk about Sam and their relationship? I'm going Opie. What do you think, Alex? This is the easiest one that I've done. This is Chad Zumek with Sam Tripoli drama. This is oh, 100% what this fuck. is. Yeah, You yeah, are I can, right. I, can just, uh, I can't change I my answer. Right. Yeah, I can't change my answer, but I think you're yeah. right. Vic? Because they had that podcast together, yeah. you know, whatever the sports one. Oh, Chad's been on a podcast with everyone who's gotten kicked off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vic? I'm going to go Chad Zumok. Yeah. Producer Chris? 
I was going to say Opie. I got to stick with that. You don't have to. I do. All right. Look at look at Chris. <laughs> you got to you got to admire the guy when when he hits a shot in pool that he wasn't going for. <laughs> he is always honest about it, and I. I will go to bat for you on just that one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. One, two, three. Listen, I love Sam. I do always will, but he, our relationship has never really recovered from that. It got really? weird. Yeah, it got uh, really weird. I mean, it was it was like 9-11 at All Things Comedy. They thought they were going to get all their ads pulled. The guy who runs All Things Jesus. Comedy... He's a piece of shit. And I, you clip it, email it. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that guy because he said some shitty stuff about me. Oh, that Mike. Really? Our next entry. What? And of course, I have to ingratiate myself in the drama. Sam Tripoli, I don't know if you've ever had him on your show, Carl. You should because Sam's one of the nicest guys. I would. Like, I would. I like Sam. No, I'm saying he would definitely come on your show. He's one of like the genuinely nicest guys. And I remember when there was heat when I like because you know I went on Kevin's show, then I knew you know Chad was. And Sam was like, "Yeah, I want to make up with with uh, with Zumak, Zumak, whatever." Zumak, I'm just yeah. saying, like you know, you, Zumak, you'd have to really fuck over Sam for Sam to be that mad, you know, because Sam's really laid back. So that's how you kind of know what kind of piece of shit. Zoom well, you also know what a piece is, of shit know. he is when Chad's going, yeah, you know, it's it's too bad we don't have a relationship anymore, but it's also this other asshole's fault. Like, that's such a Chad Zubak yeah. thing to say. You have to bring in somebody, some other entity into the equation. Triangulate it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but Chad, this other thing, this is the last thing, too, about Chad is, like, he, like, acts like he wants to be a villain. Chad doesn't want to be the villain. He no. wants to be liked by everybody. Just like I want to be liked. Just like you want to be liked, yes. you know? No, you know, Alex, like, you know. I will tell you this. As much as Zumak pretends to lean into this villain character he's doing it doesn't sell tickets to the comedy club and chad's whole thing is i'm this comedian and everyone loves me and i kill it and i'm so funny the last message chad has sent me was keep talking about me because then people come to my show and i win them over so chad wants to be likable that's what's so great about this he's unlikable in every way kevin Cause like he was the likable. I mean, he was nice, and Kevin was kind of the ownery one or whatever. Yeah. It, 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 that's not. It's not Chad's bit to be the villain. That's not really what he's good at. That's what he's doing now. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the cartoon villain. Yeah. Our next entry. Who said it? He's a guy that brushes his teeth and takes a shower every day (laughs) (laughs) okay that's one of those things where it's like too funny to be patrick michael but also it could be patrick michael uh god damn it who would say that specifically i'm going fuck it i'm going opie all right i'm going opie alex what say you I mean, I want to say that's a John. I mean, I mean that okay. sounds like a John all no, the go way. With like, it, buddy. Trust deal. your instinct. Trust your instinct. Yeah, yeah. Vic, what do you got? Now. There's a lot of I'm money on the Jerry. line, but just trust your instinct. <laughs> I'm going to go Jerry Banfield. It's kind of out of left field. Yep. Okay. I thought about that. What do you think? I got John. You got stuttering John? All right. We got two Johns, a Jerry, and an Opie. Let's find out. One, two, three. He's a guy that brushes his teeth and takes a shower. I should have trusted my fucking instinct. Didn't I say Patty C cups? Didn't I fucking yes. say that? Day. Whereas most of his peers don't do that. Our next entry. Who said it? A woman gives birth to a to a human being. And we look at them as less than 
Uh, How dare you? Who said it? All right. So this is either feminist Opie yeah, yeah. or feminist John <laughs> or it could be Jerry Banfield. Oh, no. God. It could be Tom Myers. Oh, I've got this card of fucks with my head. I can't. I'm going Opie. That's my first sentence. Could be Tommy the alien. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we got to bring him back. See, I don't, I don't think Tom Myers at all. I think this is social justice John. I think it's okay. centering John again. I, I just, I'm going I feminist like Opie. You're going social justice John. What do you got, Vic? I'm going John with the how dare you. Yeah. Mm. yeah that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Producer Chris? Woke Opie. Woke Opie. Let's go. <laughs> Woke P. Let's find out. One, two, three. A woman gives birth to a to a a human being. We got one. And we look at them as less than. How dare you? Oh. <laughs> so that didn't even sound think, like Opie. Yeah, right? it did. Right up until he, he left. As soon as he got that laugh in at <laughs> yeah. the end, that really. I mean, the other way you know that's Opie is that he's mic'd horribly and it's all <laughs> echoey and it sounds like yeah. garbage. <laughs> it's so stupid. I think. I think. I honestly think everything uh, we we know is wrong. Almost everything. <laughs> everything you know is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think is wrong. I surrender to that. All I know is that you don't know. <laughs> Our next entry. Who said it? It's the first time that any woman has willingly given Alex Stein any fluids. Who said it? Uh, well, I know who this is. And I know Hold who this on. is. I, I, I have to go okay. first. This, this is the rule of the game, Alex. I don't want any help on this. So someone was calling out Alex Stein directly. So I don't think he's on Suttering John's radar. I don't think he's on Patrick Michael's radar. I think he would be on Tom Myers' radar. No. No, I'm stupid. All right, what is it, Alex? You tell me. It has to, I, I haven't heard this, but this has to be Chad Zumog. Zumog, oh, it has to be Chad Z, Zumog. man. I forgot Duh, Chad's in the goddamn we, game. Why? Fuck and me. He's talking about me and pussy. I've never heard him say this, but now, now I'm really excited to hear this clip. Okay. How can he say I get no pussy? I got pussy right here. Nah. <laughs> Look at this. I have proof right here. I don't go anywhere. I don't leave home without it. That's a CGI cat. There's no pussy. <laughs> All right, Vic, what do you got? Uh, you know what? Just in case, mm-hmm. I don't even care if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna go Tom Myers. Fuck it. Just fix with me, Tom Myers. All right, producer Chris. I actually thought Zumach before yeah. Alex said. Dude, Zumach. I trust Zumach. you. I trust you. All right, <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Now, what's the score right now? This might be the last one. I'm not sure. What's the score? Vic is leading two to one to one to one. Okay, so right here, so Vic picked Tom Myers like I did. So we could have a f- four-way tie, where, no, three-way tie where only I lose, right? Is mm-hmm. that how it's going to shape out if Correct. it is Chad Zuma? Yes. God damn it. Guys, it's my show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Conservative activist Alex Stein was spat on by Get a the fuck protester out. <laughs> during a visit to Penn State. It's the first time any woman has willingly give Alex Stein any fluids. Oh. oh. 
Did you hear the reaction he got to that? We gotta go back to I didn't know Tom Myers <laughs> put out shows again. That's topical too. <laughs> well, and he tweets at me sometimes, like Does people he? share Tom Myers tweet. Now he talks about me. I feel even better. <laughs> I love that. Like I feel warm inside. I'm happy that he did that bit about me. That makes me feel good. I'm gonna play it again. I'm so excited yeah, about please. getting that right. So does that mean that Vic wins? Yeah. Vic's a Is winner. that the last one? I think so. Let's let's hear that again though. It's the first time any woman has willingly give Alex Stein any fluids. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. You don't give fluids. <laughs> Women don't get. Uh, he's so. He doesn't understand how sex me. works. Yeah, or I'm jokes. I'm so honored. I'm uh, so honored to get roasted by Tom. I love that. Have you ever been to like a bar and be like, look at that chick. I hope she gives me some fluids later. Like, what the fuck are you yeah, talking about? I wanted want to hawk I'm no longer your wingman. <laughs> that's all for this week on right. Who Said It. Congratulations. Brought to you by the Cardiff Electric Podcast Network. Home some of the most famous podcasts on the internet today. Great job, Cardiff. That was a that was a fun game. Thank you for bringing back who said it. All right, I want to just mention what we've done today. We've done it all. We talked about Howard Stern and Cocktober mm-hmm. and Cockvember and the Decathlon and the Cockley. I can't even say it right. Cock athletes. It's a cock golf. Don't not forget cock Penis golf. Penis golf. Yeah. We Penis talked about fishing. that. We had Tony Muskrat with American Dabbler. We had, of course, Stuttering John learning nothing from anyone ever. Everyone trying to tell him to his face the right way to think and live his life. He'll never pay attention to it. Of course, Chad Zumach bombing, bombing. It wouldn't matter if there were 3,000 people there. No one's laughing (laughs) at these jokes. I think babies suck. Yeah, diarrhea. (laughs) Diarrhea. That's pretty good. Uh, Vic is on fire this week, coming off of her appearance on the Simcast with Chrissy Mayer, and then being the star of the WATP Patreon, and then winning... The game that she invented, who said it? So you know what that means. It's time for everyone's favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show that we play a clip of the podcast we'll be reviewing on the next episode. Get people excited for the next episode of Who Are These Podcasts? I should know that spiel by now, you would think. <laughs> But somehow I don't. So here is a clip of said episode. Welcome back to Little Snickers Podcast. Oh, you're here, baby. I'm Michael fucking Rainey here with Cal Jala. Hey, pal. Our dear friend, Ryan Foster. What Welcome, up, buddy. baby? Jacob Furman Matera. Hey. Danny Dubs. Oh, dude. Yeah. All right, we're just talking about John had a doctor's visit today. Was it because uh, somebody mentioned that you probably have <laughs> something of the liver? <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly how my uh, something of my urgent care doctor wrote the prescription. She just farted at me. You look great. Oh my god, Mike! No, they don't usually smell that bad. I know. I'm sorry. I'm excited because Ryan's here. (laughs) Little Seekers podcast. A suggestion from Japanese fart enthusiasts in the Discord. And let me just read what this person wrote to me to tell us why we should review it. Little Seekers. Could be a good candidate for either WTP or Who Are These Creeps. It's basically a comedians you've never heard of sit around and talk over each other with no format and assume that it's Comedy Gold podcast with a guy who reads a Wikipedia article about a serial killer podcast shoved in the middle. Based on the episodes I've listened to, the same guy who reads the Wikipedia articles every time is the only person who actually gives a shit about true crime. So 
I'm having Vinny Paulino on the show. Makes sense. Special <laughs> programming note, because the isotopes are in Buffalo on Saturday, we'll be recording on Friday at 3.15 Eastern time. I believe we're now in Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> Eastern. <laughs> so you can check that out wherever you are in our Discord at 3.15 Eastern time, or if you're a Patreon or Supercast subscriber, you can watch the video of us talking about Little Stinkers. And uh, that should be a lot of fun having Vinny back on the show. Alex Stein, 99. Thank you. You have done too much today. <laughs> I've no, kept you. I've kept you too the, long. The, no, and Carl. No, I'll come on anytime. And like I said, this you know before the, we have to do a little kayfabe. You know, I, I wanted to say this to the WATP fans. A lot of them, you know, in the chat. Oh, Alex Stein, I'm sick of them. One trick pony. This and that. So I'm just saying, I appreciate <laughs> I you. How, well, you didn't say that, but sometimes the chat, you know, said that. So you letting me come back on? No, I said I didn't. Though, I didn't somewhere. see that. I've been I've been bothering oh, the chat. I, I a think bit. that's on there. I think okay. that's on there. But there's some good there. There's some good stuff. People say, oh, Alex is funny. But yes, it's like somebody else said. Of course, the bad ones stick out more than the good ones. So I appreciate letting me come on, and I just appreciate what you've built. Not trying to you know kiss your butt, but it's it's no, just funny, ahead. like please go no, on. No, no, no. What, what, I, what I'm saying is, as a person that looks at the YouTube, as a person that watches YouTube, you put on a show that I actually listen to, and I think that's when everybody's out there and like how well, we're making fun of Howard Stern making podcasts. Just make a podcast that you would like, guys. You don't have to make a podcast that has a million downloads. Make something that you would like, like Carl did, and if you become successful, you'll be proud. I think that's what happened with you, Carl. Is that you saw, hey, look, this is what I think works. This is what I like, and then now you have a successful podcast. So. That's how I was. I didn't realize I could do it. I didn't realize I'd go out and do podcasts, go out and make videos trolling people until I did it. And now I have a, you know followers and a following. So if you're out there, you're playing at home, you can do this too. If idiots like me and Carl can figure it out, you guys can figure it out too, I promise. You just got to try. That's not the message I like to put out there to people. <laughs> I just say, you will fail miserably. Don't try it. We're professionals. Yeah. Pay attention yeah. to us. Leave it to us. Yeah, no. Alex, by the way, right back at you, you have built something from nothing yourself because yeah. you started from, I mean, I, I know you pretend you're Tucker Carlson's son, but literally, you came out of nowhere and you are fearless. Cars. Yeah, yeah, with a bunch of dude. I can't tell you how many times it's been 100 degrees, and a Mexican dude's like, you got to get under the car. You know, the radiator's leaking or whatever the hell's leaking, and I'm on the hot pavement. So I'm saying, yes, this is fun. We get to come on in front of a microphone, in front of a camera, and basically troll people for a living. It's a really insane and surreal feeling sometimes. So thank you for letting me come on anytime. It's an honor and a privilege. That's awesome. Alex 99 if you can't find him, you aren't looking. But also, That's can we I promote... Say. Can we promote your new show on the Blaze? Network? Yeah, of course. And I hope you'll come on. Yes, we got oh my a show. God. And, and, you know, I always invited uh, myself on when we were hanging out in Orlando. And I'm like, Carol, don't oh, be that guy. Don't be that Carl, guy. You're on the show. All right, no, good. You're on the show 5 million percent. But Let's this go. is the other thing, too. It, it, it's, it's, so I'm so excited. I'm doing Glenn Beck's coverage. You know, I'm, I'm all busy. And this is just shows you the, the, uh, the Blaze is how I'm already not corporate media. The show, we're going to do some uh, episodes before the year is over. Like, But the show won't really still get going to like January till where it's, you know, weekly four nights a week. And so I just tweet coming this spring because I'm such an idiot. I'm like a spring semester. I just think anything after January, I don't know why college I'm doing some college gigs. People are speaking in the spring. So I just kind of think of everything past January spring, three different people. Why would you announce your show spring? We didn't know it's going to be sooner than that. I'm like, so now you're already you know, in trouble. Corporate media people, yeah. yeah, already because I didn't clarify when the day they're like, you know, the show's coming out earlier than that. So, 
we're gonna see you guys we're gonna be in for a ride primetime 99 getting micromanaged but, but it could be good and i need a little structure too <laughs> it could be good that's your slogan huh what a promo alex thank you buddy and yes let's uh let's definitely keep this uh relationship going i'd love to have you back on again for sure. and i'd love to be on your show on the boys i'm looking forward to seeing what you do over there well, be on the lookout. And we got to do a who are these podcasts? You got to make fun of too. Because I don't want it just to be a podcast. I almost want it to be like an Eric Andre, like Ali G show was back in the day. I remember watching Ali G show and he had all the politicians on, but it wasn't a political show. I don't That's like Ali I G. I don't like him. He ripped me off. Yeah. That was my bet. Of course. Yeah. He stole his bit. Yeah. Eric right. Andre stole yeah. my bet. <laughs> Well, I'm stealing their bit. I'm stealing Good. John's. I'm stealing Eric Andre's. That's what that's what I want it to be like. So, all right. Well, if you we'll need see. someone to get way too drunk on your show, I could do that part. If you need well, someone to play on, the John on. character, hey, I'm no, sitting right here. Dabbler verse. We're all come on. We're all gonna mix it. I want my show to be like an internet Pee Wee's Playhouse. So I want it to not just be well, magic words. Trump is good. Oh, wait, no, uh, Joe Biden sucks. Like yeah. uh, that, that's not what my show is gonna be like. Awesome. Well, we can look forward to that. Thank you so much again for coming on, Alex. Great to talk to you as Thanks, always. Alex. All right. See you guys. See you. All right. Let's get him out of the way so we can talk about Vic and her boobs. For <laughs> Christ's sake. So here's a question I want to put out to everybody because we posted some pics of Vic. There was a little uh, joking one earlier in the week, but then we got the real ones out there. And I posted them on Supercast too, but I don't know if they ever showed up. So if you're a Supercast subscriber, let me know if you got them or not because I was going back and looking and I didn't see it on there but well we've never gotten more comments on a post on patreon than we did from uh from this photo vic and uh oh, mostly mostly positive controversial there's a, a person or two there's a person like, or two who doesn't care for you no they like the milf titties like the fucking overly done plastic surgery mm. which i respect it mm -hmm. but also gross listen there's more than one way to have a great set of cans Let's put it that way. <laughs> all right. Can we all agree on that? There isn't like a perfect set. There's a lot of varying degrees of good when it comes to this sort of thing. And and Vic is certainly in that category. I think yeah, we can absolutely. all agree. I, uh, I think the best comment was, this is what a um, a butterface really is. This is a perfect definition. And goddamn. This is why. This that is made why, me uh, yeah. They're not wrong. This is why Vic loves. Any type of attention, positive, negative, doesn't matter. She's Mostly all for it. Mostly negative. The positive is too much for me. But I know. The negative, you reject I the positive up. attention. I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. So when we last left you, you were saying that Mr. Vic was not going to give you permission to post yeah. these photos, but obviously something changed here. Yeah, what yeah. Happened? I locked him in a hot car for a couple hours. <laughs> he, he, was, he agreed to it. So good work. How soon are we going to launch the OnlyFans? Oh, fuck. I don't question. know. We'll see. Oh, I was just joking. <laughs> Sounds like it's really going to happen now. Yeah. All right. Well, if I see my subscriber uh, drop substantially, we'll know that she launched her OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Can you give a you know a lower tier for us guys who don't make a lot of money, though, Vic? Like, think about us guys, <laughs> you know, can only afford two or three bucks a month. Right, it'll be, be like it twenty bucks, but a ten a ten dollar discount for the butterface. So okay, good. So ten dollars. Yeah. You know what? You were on Chrissy's show, and you were telling some hot, steamy stories. Yeah. On Chrissy's show, and I I thought back to when we had your roommate from San Fran on the show. Do you remember that? <laughs> 
Yeah, the big one. Yeah, the, the whale. One, <laughs> the one with the big boobs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So did you guys ever uh, lesbo out? I, uh, listen, I know John's going to be like, oh, he thinks he's Howard Stern now. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I do. So what? Um, any any hot lesbo action when you guys were living no, together? Why? I don't have that much arm strength. She had a big fupa on top. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Didn't she have an OnlyFans account? Pounds. Huh? Didn't she have an OnlyFans account she was promoting? Uh, she she started up and then she's like, no, this is gross. And then she, yeah, she uh, shut I it agree. Down. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. It, it, it wasn't until recently I'm like, oh my god, that's right. Vic had that roommate who was trying to figure out how to have sex with COVID, and I guess yeah. it, she, remember she was like thinking about like, well, I, I can have like doggy style, and like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Wait a week, <laughs> diddle yourself for a week. What yeah. the fuck? No. <laughs> she couldn't wait that long. All right, no, I'm gonna get a lot of not. complaints about this. Uh, please join us again next time. It might be the episode we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everybody. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Great job, everyone. I'd play the music because I am promoting the Isotope show that's coming up on Saturday, but we've already run over, so let's get right into it. With Vic. Vic, do we have any reviews to read today? I got three quick ones for you. Perfect. This first one is warning. Tested positive for monkeypox right after listening to this podcast. Okay, that can happen. I'm not a doctor or a scientist, but I'm sure that can happen. Is that a five-star review? That is a five-star. Thank you very much. Uh, This next one is amazing show, but uh, they say do eat the soup. If it's too hot, you'll burn your mouth. Hmm. Cryptic. Yeah. Is this another movie reference? Because the whole Charlie M thing was a reference to Casino and the torture scene, and it went all over all of our heads. So now every time I hear one of these reviews, I'm like, oh, is this something I should know? Yeah. And I'm fucking it up. I don't even know. Is that a five star? Yeah, it is a five star. I'm sure I'll figure it out a week from now. (laughs) And then this last one is please enter title. I seen a bus once. <laughs> We're going to need the voicemailers to uh, explain this <laughs> yeah, shit please. to us. Help us out. Carl, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah I do not know. That. <laughs> All right, is that another five-star review? It is. That's awesome. We seem like, seems like our show is gaining momentum. It is. It is Somehow. in the uh, five-star to one-star ratio as well. You're about 110 over. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. In. Incredible. People still using Apple Podcasts to rate things, huh? All right, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Helps, helps the algorithm, as they say. Okay, let's get right into these voicemails about us fucking the Charlie M reference up. So you make me pop your fucking eye out? All, all for just for, 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 for Tony M? Charlie M. Now do you remember where that comes from, you bunch of fuckheads? Well, you got it wrong, sir. It's from the movie <laughs> Casino. Yeah. Jesus Christ, fucking hamburger. What the fuck's going on with you, bro? You fuck up a sh- life show. You're fucking just putting out mediocre fucking uh, content. And now I find out that you're a fucking asshole on top of everything. <laughs> just don't call me. Thank you for your call, sir. <laughs> really appreciate that. Um, all right. Hey, Carly Poo. 
Uh, I love the writing on this uh, Sutter and John arc, you know, this really long uh, story. It's, it's, it's kind of epic, you know, like you got the hero, Carl, his fucked up friend, producer Chris, his <laughs> fucked up teeth, his fucked up feet, and the big bad troll slash witch, that is John. You know, the writing's been amazing this season. But the thing is, like, I think uh, this stuttering John uh, arc kind of needs a resolution, you know? It, I'm getting a little burnt out on John. He just keeps being an asshole and, like, a piece of shit, but not any unexpected. He's just consistent now with him being a piece of shit. And, I don't know, it's kind of burning me out. But I can't wait to see the uh, the final twist or whatever you write in there. It's going to be amazing. All right, yeah. Uh, you need to stop calling me back, though. Right. I'm fucking sick of it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, this has been an amazing story arc, and I do need to write some type of uh, conclusion, you would think. Yeah, I hope there's another season. I hope so, too. We'll see. We'll see if we're renewed by John's liver or not. <laughs> All right. So I've mentioned that the way we present Stuttering John and his alcoholism is saving lives. Mm -hmm. And I don't listen. I like to toot my own horn as much as the next guy, but I'm not making this shit off. Yo, Carl, I just heard the um, <clears throat> mention about how people uh, contacting you, letting you know that they've stopped drinking because of fucking John's, you know, drinking. And I thought I was the only one because I'm over here making the conscious choice of just being like, okay, I got to cut it out because clearly this is not good. So, oh yeah. Hell yeah, guys. Keep it up. All right. Sounds good. I think the dog wants to go out, <laughs> but I'm glad that we can provide that public service. I also need an update on what's going on with John from our friend, Gary San Diego. Wow. Hey, Carl, Gary in San Diego. Well, I just wanted to update you. I've uh, contacted all my confidential informants throughout Southern California trying to locate Stuttering John. Uh, the best bet so far is uh, rehab. If he was under arrest, that would have come out in the uh, police reports and newspaper writers would have caught that. So I suspect he's in rehab. My sources go all the way up through San Luis Obispo, Pasadena, Malibu rehab facilities, and even those far down to Rancho Bernardo, California. So we're searching all over to see if he's in any of all the places yeah, together, yeah. doesn't it? Those rehabs. So far, no luck. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I would imagine if you're in a rehab facility with Stuttering John, that might cause some leaks too, because uh, I don't think he gets along with too many people. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted if I get any news on Stuttering John in rehab. <laughs> well, I, I hope to hear news of that. That would be great. All right. And then uh, what's up next here? Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the show back. You probably didn't, Vic. But after we ended the show last time, it was you, me, Chris, and Hannah. And we had a little conversation. And when I was editing the show, I just left all of it in. Jesus. Oh, Chris, whoever has big tits is hopefully on the show. Uh, that was the best cold close I've probably ever heard out of almost, what is it, what was that, 358 that we just listened to? We had Hannah and Vic. 
I mean, we got to listen to Carl fuck everything up. Uh, we got to hear about tits and the hopes of maybe them to be. And uh, I really liked that even when at the very end you finally had a chance to do a decent ad for your stupid fucking shows. <laughs> Chris still fucks up and pulls the plug on, like, what sounds like an amp. I don't know what the fuck he did. <laughs> he just, it was all fuckery and all beautiful. I love it. You guys keep keep keeping it up and uh, go fuck yourselves and all that. Don't call me back. All right. I've literally become everything I used to make fun of. Yeah. You know, I, that's the kind of shit I would pull out and post and make it sound good. But... <laughs> In my defense, the show is so professional and so amazing that now when we fuck up, it's great. Yeah. It's Most like, shows uh, can't do that. Yeah, it's like breaking on SNL. Right. <laughs> you know, if Jimmy Fallon does it once in a while, yeah. we'll let it slide. Just can't be every skit. Right. Because then it's Cal Burnett. I'm sure Vic gets that reference. Oh, of course. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Well, he drinks around the world from Pickwick to Scotland Yard. He's a filthy finger dabbler who cannot pay child support. Is he living on the streets or doing two months in rehab? Tell me where in the world is Donna Ring John? Yeah. Well done. Picked up the ball and ran with it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That's good. That was pretty good for a voicemail, I'm not going to lie. Nate from Flint, Michigan called into the show. Hey, Carl. Nate from Flint, Michigan. I got to tell you, in this podcast business, you got to be either funny or halfway intelligent. And I, and I tell you what, man, you are about as halfway intelligent as they come. I get it. It's a reference to when Joey Cola said you have to be either tough or funny to grow up on Long Island. And, and John, you're tough. She didn't even mean to be in itself, but it was perfect. Uh, BPG, band practice guy, checking in with us. All right, I get it. Seeing Vic's titties might be a threat to national security, so I guess that can't happen. Anyway, I will promise you it was good old titties. So, Hannah, we're going to need you to step up and be the hero, okay? You need a cameraman. I will come down to Charlottesville, Alabama, and help you out. Call me back. <laughs> She's not in Alabama. Favorite <laughs> <laughs> guy. Not good uh, comprehension skills on this one. So he made that call before we actually did post Vic's topless pick. Mm-hmm. That was posted, by the way, on patreon.com slash who are these podcasts. Have I mentioned that yet? I didn't. Stupid. I did now. So then <laughs> BPG, actually, because he's you know, a proud Patreon supporter, as a lot of our listeners are. So then, once he saw that we posted that, he had a call back into the show. Yes, that's how most people celebrated. I could I could hear it through the walls of my house. I could hear, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! I can't believe. All right. Maybe my brain is broken. I don't know. I really want to pay Patrick Michael for a free water T-shirt. Yes, you should. I want to repay him for the enjoyment that I have received for receiving his free water. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe my brain is broken. Call me back. I didn't know that Patrick Michael had free water T-shirts. If that's the case, because I haven't been paying attention to him, but if that's the case, I'll buy one as well. I think we should all be buying Patrick Michael merchandise. Thank you for writing that down. Remind me. You got to look that up. Because there is nothing wrong with giving Patrick Michael money 
in my opinion. Oh, this next call. This is a good call. Vic, do you know who Tucker Max is? No, not Tucker okay. Max. So he's he's kind of internet 1.0 famous. Back when Maddox right. was famous, he's okay. kind of in that same category. He had this blog that turned into a book, that turned into a movie. And his whole thing, he was on MTV. His whole thing was he was really good at getting chicks. And he had these crazy sex stories that he would tell. Right. And uh, he went on the Opie and Anthony show and told one of these stories, and it didn't go his way. That Chad Zumach story was like when Tucker Max went on Opie and Anthony with that. Oh, the chick shit on my dick, and then the guy in the closet fell out because I started puking, and he started puking, and we were all puking on each other, and then I broke the tape, and then, like, as soon as Opie Anthony gave him, like, the smallest bit of pushback, he completely fell to pieces. Chad is a fucking liar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great call. Comparing Chad Zumach on the Alan Cox show and that ridiculous story of jumping out of a limousine and walking I was 80 miles. Out, but like, here's what happened next and next. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't have my keys in my book bag, and then I had to walk here, and I don't remember any of it. Like, wait, what? How is that possible? But yeah, it was very much Tucker Max, who I used to thoroughly enjoy when uh, everyone would just buy his fucking bullshit, and then they went open after they were just like, so wait a second, dude. Do you have the tape of this happening? He's like, oh, no, I lost it. Like, what? That seems like a tape <laughs> you'd want to... dog ate it. Yeah, that seems like a tape you'd want to have. You're having butt sex with a chick. Your buddy was filming from the closet that she pooped on your dick, and then he fell out of the closet and was puking like that. Why wouldn't you keep that tape? Ah, oh, I don't know. I lost track of it. No, that's not something you'd lose track of. That's something that you would uh, figure out. All right. Oh, this is great. Pat Oates calls in to our voicemail line oh, no. from the well where he lives. <laughs> hey, Carl, it's me, your friend, Pat Oates. I'm still stuck in that well. Send help, please. No, but seriously, Carl, like, you can't rag on people's audio week after week and then put, have these terrible co-hosts on. Fix your shit. Don't call me back. Fix Bye. my shit? All right. I have donated to Pat Oates' PayPal. It's at Pat Oates Comedian. I, I encourage other people, too, as well. I know Dr. Steve wants to help him out. I've had a couple audio engineers reach out to me and say they can help him out because we love Pat, and we want to get him the right equipment or the right setup or whatever it is he needs to be on the show because that did stink last week when we weren't able to do that. I think I was – I can't remember what I was reacting to, but someone was talking to, about people with disabilities, and I brought up Crippled Jesus oh, yeah. and Blind Mike – couple of my friends who have disabilities and this voicemailer had an astute point Carl, it was so sweet when you stood up for your disabled friends cripple jesus and blind mike so sweet but you didn't need to you could have just stood up for yourself you're pr pretty disabled on your own call me back all right <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good point sir you're making you're making some sense right there very good. Well, Vic, thank you again for everything you do for the show, and thanks for coming on. Do you have any other uh, dates coming up? Anything you want to promote? No, nothing. I'll just promote uh, some good mouthwash for you for sucking uh, dick so hard at the end of the show. Just, I love uh, Alex. The whole time. I, I love, love Alex. Alex. He's Stein. fantastic, but God damn it, Carl. You have two, you're too toothy to suck dick that much. Yeah, I'm not good at it. So 
Uh, Alex Stein, I'm, I, I'm a fan of. I enjoy his work, and I, I might have mentioned this before, but when we were at the content house, he's the only person I took a selfie with. I never take oh. selfies, no, you, you know, don't. obviously. And uh, I was so excited to meet Alex, and he wasn't going to show up, and then he did at the last minute, and then he, you know, I think we talked about this. For some reason, he passed out, and his car got towed. I meant to ask him about that, but we were running along, yeah. as they don't say. Don't ask him anything yeah. when we're running long. <laughs> Thanks again for coming on, Vic. Oh, so happy. Okay, folks. Guess what? This the episode's a- over. <laughs> I gotta go. Goodbye. Goodbye. That was a great episode. That was really great.